Welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It's going to be an amazing night tonight. We've got some awesome callers coming in a little bit later that I've been talking to this week. Before we get started, though, I want to make sure that you have the number to call in. It is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in tonight. We're going to do a couple of things before we get started with our callers. The first thing I would like to do is let you know if you are interested in putting together a writer's workshop with me. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider to do one of these. If you just have an idea you want to do, where we talk about a poem or uh, your favorite poet or we talk about a poetry form, if we talk about uh, editing your poetry or ways to get published or we actually do a step-by-step workshop where we have a poem at the end. Whatever you want to put together is awesome. Just let me know. Contacting me on Facebook would probably be the easiest. And if I'm not on your contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Nyla first name, Alicia last name. And you can shoot me an invite, shoot me a message, let me know what you want to put together, and we will get that set up. Your workshop can be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long, whatever amount of time you need. You can pre-record it on your computer or on a conference call with me. I can introduce you, do a short interview with you. Uh, you can talk about the workshop you're going to do, and then I can mute my mic, and you can just go till you're done. We can do a combination of both. If you would like to do a pre-recorded show to begin with, you do your workshop portion recorded, and then come on live and talk to callers, take questions, that type of thing. We can do it that way, whatever you want. Just let me know. The next thing I want to do, and most importantly, I want to make sure that we take a moment to thank our sponsors, and I do this at the beginning of every single show, and it's going to be really fun this year because we have a lot of sponsors this year. A lot of you really, I mean, it's been a rough year, let's face it. You know, for any of you to even be able to reach in your pocket and take out a quarter, you know, it's a pretty awesome thing to me. So, you know, all of us chipped in. There was, so, there was just so many of you, and I just want to make sure that you know we are going to be thanking you every single day because every single day this is a gift that you have given us, helping me to cover part of our broadcasting costs for our 2021 broadcasting license. We appreciate you guys so much. So I'm going to go ahead and read those off. Our sponsor, after I blow my incense out, I'm going to blow up my house. <laughs> I was like waiting for it to go out on its own, but it didn't go out on its own. So, wow. All right, so anyway, <laughs> our 2021 sponsors for our, our sponsors for the 2021 broadcasting license this year are Melvin Douglas Johnson, Todd Carter, Vicki Aqua, Sean and Maddie Collickson, Audrey Michelle, George Wiley, Bart Solarchek, Brad and Darling Kuhn, Darling Kuhn, Uma Pochapalli, Christy Doherty, Douglas Curry, Eric Sheldman. Gary and Noreen Snyder, Gina Storm, Raymond Bentley, John Kays, Paula Sweet, 
Timothy S.S.M. Mellon, Ronald P. Bremner, Kevin Kraft, Honey Parker, Karen DeWitt, my dear, Karen DeWitt, Larry Teal, Robert, Robert Mickey, Jade Miss, Rose Rosen, Christopher Ryan, Trina Pierce, Dennis Must, Barbara Cope, and uh, Cope Wilson, and anonymous donations in the memory of Cherry Rose, King's Cadence, Bray Neighbor, Charles C.B. Banks, Glenn Still, and Rick Smith II. Always keeping those we love close to us. Thank you guys for that. All right, that is our sponsors. Thank you guys. We love you. We would not be here without you. Right in the middle of our 14th year. We're almost halfway through. Not quite halfway through. Almost halfway through. October. Maybe it is. October. It will be our 15th year on the air. Can you guys believe it? Time is going way too fast. Remember when we used to go out as kids? And it was summertime, and, you know, it's, it's first grade, and you're ready to head out, and, and it's awesome, and you hear that screen door slam, and and it's like summer lasts forever. And now it's like I'm turning around thinking, shoot, I'm going to have to start thinking about holiday gifts and, and and all this stuff. And it's like I just did that. I'm just, I'm just getting over doing it before. This time goes so fast. It's crazy. Anyway, yeah, 14 years here with you guys. It's crazy. All right, next thing I want to do is we are going to do our inspiration from the inkwell, our little mini workshop we do at the beginning of every episode. As I go through this, if you miss anything and uh, I get you lost somewhere along the way, don't panic. You can always come back after the show is over and it's archived and listen to the podcast and uh, be able to start and stop it at your leisure, write these things down as we go. And so... I'm going to make sure that you take out your make sure you take out your pen and pencil while I'm going through all of this, so you're ready when I get started on this. By the way, um, you know, so if you're ever sitting there some night and you don't know what to write, don't panic, don't worry about it. Just jump onto the first 15 minutes of any of our programs, and you'll be off and running. All right, we're going to start out tonight first with your journal assignment. Now, your journal assignment is one-on-one yoga pants time with your brain. The things you write in your journal are not meant for popular consumption. Which, in doing this, it gives you the permission. It gives you permission to write freely, and freely is the key here. All right. You need to release yourself from the thought that every single time you sit down with a pen and paper in your hand, that you have to write a poem. You don't. You just have to write. It's a writer's discipline. You know, every single time you put pen to paper, it doesn't have to be something to throw up on Facebook and see how many likes you can get. Sometimes you just have to sit back and explore. Think about it this way. You want to climb to the top of Mount Everest, right? All right. You sit down in a chair. I pick you up, and poof, you're on the top of Mount Everest. That didn't do you any good. That wasn't that much fun. It's like, oh, yeah, it's cool up here, but it wouldn't mean nowhere near as much as if you'd taken your time. You know, I know that there was a meaning. There was a metaphor in there somewhere, and I lost it. And I knew, I knew as I started talking that it was going away. And I thought about picking up my pen and jotting it down, so I stayed the course. And no, it didn't happen. <laughs> Did not happen. So anyway, not meant for popular consumption. Free yourself from writing a poem, thinking you have to write something, a poem every single time you sit down. You know, half. Oh, there, there, there I go. So half of the process is the fun of is is the fun of getting there, the exploring of getting there. And if you don't give yourself the freedom to 
step off the path or trip over a stone or, or fall on a stick. You know, you're not going to learn along that journey. You're not going to have the, the journey experience. You're not going to, you're not, it's just, you're just going to look at the view and just say, wow, well, this is cool. Okay, so by sitting down and letting yourself free write, you're giving your brain free reign to explore and venture and go further and find new things. And it's doing things like this that really help you develop and create your own unique voice. And that's really important. And there's a hundred poems out there, you know, about love. Millions, actually, there's a bazillion. There's uncount, infinite number of poems out there about love. But there's some that are very memorable. There's some that we all know. Why is that? Because there's something unique and amazing about the writer's voice. There's something different about it. So that's what this teaches you to do, is to explore your own voice. So anyway, I am going to be changing up our journal assignment portion. We were doing... Uh, list for a little bit, then we were doing observations, and I'm going to be changing up this portion. We used to do four different things, now we're doing two, and I want to be able to add a couple more back in here to give you guys some some variation, and uh, we kind of switched that up over the first of the year, and I didn't get that done, (sighs) because we started doing the other thing, but I want to get get it back on course, is what I'm trying to say. So while I'm working on that, I'm just going to give you these little little nipplets of, of assignments and things you can do for the for this week until I get the the structure put together, I guess is the way I say it. So what I want you to do this week is I want you to write about your secrets. Everybody has secrets. We all do. The things we never tell anyone. You know, it can be anything from things that we've actually done or thinking you know, like that tattoo you have on your butt that nobody knows about and mom never knew you got. You know, it can be you know, secret about the first time you uh, snuck off and smoked a cigarette or the first time you whatever. You know, it can be a secret about anything, you know, good, bad, indifferent, whatever. Um, it can be, you know, it can be the th- things you've actually done or we've thought of or how about things that we've seen or things we've been told. Maybe it's someone else's secret we're holding. Maybe there's secret wishes and dreams or secret fears or secret goals or that type of thing something that's a secret. So this week to begin, I would like you to open your journals and on a blank page, I want you to think about your secrets. And if you're comfortable writing them down, then I want you to start making a list of all the secrets you can think of. Good, bad, upside down, whatever. Every single one you can think about. And if it's something you're not comfortable writing down for one reason or another in case, you know, Tomorrow you uh, get abducted by aliens and your so-and-so person finds your journal. You don't want them to see your secret. (laughs) If you're not comfortable writing it down, then just write a keyword or two, something that will tell you, you know, in a word uh, what that secret is so you'll know when you look at the list. Like I could write bathroom at the wave. Nobody's going to know what that secret is. I bet your imagination is running wild. But I could write that down, and anybody that happened on my journal would never know what that meant, but I do. Okay. So write down all the secrets you can think of, everything. 
and you don't have to do it all in one sitting. You can take a couple of days and work on your secrets. Jot them down as you go. All right. The next step is, is I want you to go down the list, and I want you to write a couple lines, poetry lines, and be very selective and grandiose in your descriptions. Make these very ornate. All right? I want you to write a couple lines about each secret. And I want it to be done in a very mysterious, esoteric, and yet quite accessible and simple way. You know, not so esoteric that it's like the tin of can rolled down the alley and the migrant workers cried. What? What is that? Nobody knows what that is. Okay. And why am I reading like William Shatner? So anyway... You don't want them too esoteric that people can't understand, make, sense, make some sort of a sense out of the image you're creating. Like let's say, for example, it's um, what? Uh, let's say it's apples. Uh, it's stolen apples from the neighbor's orchard. That's our secret. We stole apples from the neighbor's orchard. So the sentence could be something like, um, the scarecrow has no tongue and the raven pays no mind. Through the branches, what disappears is lost somewhere in the flickering appetite of light and shadow. I know that means that I stole apples from the neighbor's orchard. But somebody reading that would not really be able to figure it out. So you kind of get the idea. So go one at a time, go down the list, and tell all your secrets in a way that only you know what they really are. And then write about them in a way that is poetic quite poetic and mysterious and esoteric, but with imagery that doesn't alienate the reader. And when you're done, if you get real froggy, you can write a poem, uh, maybe title it something like All My Secrets, and then go down that giant list of secrets that you have written out and all the lines you have written out for each one and construct a poem. And it will be abstract for sure. But that's, you know, that's part of the appeal and the mystique of it. And you know, just have this list of, you know, like this one here, what I have, two lines here. So, you know, the whole poem could be, you know, a constructive two-line sentences broken up, and each one of them re- represents a different secret. And the poem is titled All My Secrets. So that might be something fun to do once you get the, that's your reward for doing the exercises, being able to write a poem. <laughs> You know, things like this will help you when you're writing to think of unique ways to say things without really saying them. You know, I can say that the tree was green, but how else can I say that? You know, I always tease Robbie Baby here. I always tease Robbie Baby because he uses the example, uh, my third eye, I believe it is. My mind's mind's eye, my mind's eye. Um, And I keep telling him we need to find a different way to say that. I do that. There's like with the word, um, and, and you can do this. If you go to your computer and you read some of your poems and you find a word that you see consistently, like feral. I use the word feral a lot. I love the word feral. Okay. And so when I use that, I have to be conscious that I use that word a lot and try to think of a different way to say it, use a different word. A thesaurus should be your best friend. Okay. I try in my poems, I tend to try to, ne- unless it's intentional, to never use the same word, descriptive word, or word twice, ever. 
And so I have to think of different words that say the same thing if I want something repetitive but without really using the same word. So it's fun. So anyway, it helps you think of unique ways of things, saying things without having to be completely literal. And in doing this, when you can write that way, um, you know, you can use a series of lines, descriptive lines like that, before a reveal. You know, and, and, and in doing this, it helps build tension and anticipation in your writing. You know, it's one of the ways to get that, that heartbeat into the emotion of your poem, is to be able to write like that, to do a build-up. And you do that by using these mysterious things that catch people's attention and unique ways of describing things and saying things. All right, so next. Have a lot of fun with that, by the way. I really hope you do that one. It is really a lot of fun, and I love it. You guys get super cool, super cool, the best, the ultimate super cool brownie points, kudo points, which I will actually post on your page if you do this assignment and bring me the poem and read it for me. You have no idea. That would curl my toes, let me tell you. All right, next, we are going to be doing your poetry prompts, where the writing journal assignment, that was meant to be yoga pants time with your brain, not really writing poems, whatever. Your poetry prompts and your writing exercise, which we are getting to now, these are things that are meant to push you out of your comfort zone and actually produce poetry at the end. And we've kind of combined these. I've not figured out a really cool way of that segue, saying that we've com- right now we've combined your uh, writing exercise, which is the non-yoga part, time with your brain, where you have to actually sweat and grow and push and burn, um, and your poetry prompts, we've combined that into one section. Section. So what I'm going to do, so this uh, makes more sense, is I'm going to give you your poetry prompts first. And like I said, your poetry prompts are meant to grow into poems. They're like seeds planted. With that said, the prompts that I give you, they can be the title of your poem, or you can use it as a line in your poem, or be the general concept of the poem. You don't literally have to use it as long as you can tell that it was inspired by that concept, which is kind of like what we were talking about doing in our journal assignment up there. So the title of the poem, a line in the poem, or the general concept of the poem. Beyond those guidelines, what you do with it is up to you. So you should have your paper numbered 1 through 12. I'm going to run through these. Number one, the way of tiny things. The way of of tiny things. Number two, talking back to the moon. Talking back to the moon. Number three, an old photograph of my mother. An old photograph of my mother. Four, translating for the madman. I love this one. Jimmy, Word Machinist really needs to do this. George would, I think he would have fun with this one too. This is a great one. Number four, translating for the madman. How is that not awesome? All right. Number five, the choice to look or look away. The choice to look or look away. Number six, it'll be fun too. A nice poem about my ex to make up for the one that was not so nice. A nice poem about my ex to make up for the one that was not so nice. Number seven, phone numbers of the dead. Phone numbers of the dead. 
Number eight, appetite for the ice-colored moon. Appetite for the ice-colored moon. Number nine, what the dark was. What the dark was. Number ten, the night fights to stay afloat. The night fights to stay afloat. Number eleven, my bed will be soft on the thistles. My bed will be soft on the thistles. And number eleven, serrated edge of dawn. Serrated edge of dawn. Now you can take these prompts and you can write one poem per prompt or you can mix and match. You can use line four and seven and eleven and jump back up and grab two and write one poem using those lines. Or if you get real froggy, you can sit down and write an entire poem using all 12 lines. And once again, if you do that, you get super cool, awesome kudo points <laughs> that I will post on your page. So getting to the writing exercise portion of your prompts. As I said, we have combined these. So we are doing the pick apart a prompt writing exercise using the 12 prompts that I just gave you. This, this exercise is to highlight what we do with the poem before we write to it is far more important than what we write. And it'll help us get away from writing the typical knee-jerk reaction we have when we hear something that inspires us. Example, October. If I asked you to write a poem about October, 90% of you, the first image in your brain is going to be a pumpkin. And so you, you think that, and it's like, oh, a pumpkin, and you write a pumpkin poem. But what else could you write about October? If you, if you stopped and didn't follow that first bit of inspiration, but looked deeper, what would you find in your, in your prompts? So from the list, I want, you to, I want you to start on the clean journal page and write down the first prompt on the list. Then I want you to spend a few moments pondering that prompt. Really think about all the things it's saying to you, but don't take it at face value. Like I said, be suspicious. Look beyond the things that are obvious about the prompt. Find what's hiding. Write at least six different things about that prompt, your first prompt. Six different poems you could write to that one prompt. Write down all the directions you could take it, all the different meanings it could have, all the twists and turns and bends you know, it, needed, it needs to do to become something different. All right? So on the first line, write down your first prompt and then write at least six different poems you could write to that prompt. When you're finished with the first prompt, I want you to move on to the next and then on down the line until you've written at least six ideas for each of the 12 prompts. And I promise you, picky promise you, I will, I will, I will wager a, one of my quill pens that I make that you cannot do this exercise without often running with a poem. It just happens organically when you do this. So have fun with it. Again, the 12 poetry prompts for your you'll be using in your pick apart a prompt writing exercise for the week is one, the way of tiny things, two, talk back to the moon, three, an old photograph of my mother, 
4. Translating for the Madman. 5. The Choice to Look or Look Away. 6. A nice poem about my ex to make up for the one that was not so nice. 7. Phone Numbers of the Dead. 8. Appetite for Ice-Colored Moon. Appetite for the Ice-Colored Moon. 9. What the Dark Was. 10. The Night Fights to Stay Afloat. 11. My Bed Will Be Soft on the Thistles. Number 12. Serrated Edge of Dawn. And there you go. Have fun with those. Remember, we've been focusing on reading, 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 reading. If you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. You have to have input in order to have output. Feed your brains. Okay? The next thing that we've been doing is, you know, poetry forms, different form, the poetry forms, you know, traditional, modern, whatever they are. That's an area that all of us can use some improvement in. And so I've really been encouraging, and one of the things that we've been doing together is working on learning a new poetry form every single month. You know, this one, this month it's a sonnet. Next month, you know, it can be uh, something different. You know, if you do form poetry, it could be a, a freestyle, whatever. But every single month, explore a new poetry form. You know, have fun with those word puzzles. It's fun to play with words. And the next is every single day that you go out into the world, I want you to find something worth 17 syllables. And I want you to write a haiku every day. As you walk out into the world, there's got to be something that you see during your day that is worth 17 syllables out of you. And I don't care if you jot it down and it's only 15 syllables. You can go back and add the other two later. The important thing is to get it written down. And you hear me talk about writer's discipline a lot, and nobody likes the thought of discipline. I don't want to walk around in a starch shirt and uncomfortable shoes and, and be disciplined. I'm a free-thinking, free spirit, twirling, twirling, twirling poet, and I snap my fingers and drink wine and listen to jazz and all that crap. Okay. You know, if you want to grow as a writer, if you want to learn, if you want to improve, you have to have writer's discipline. You have to do things that are going to help push you, make you grow. And one of the things that I see people complain about the most is I always say, it's like writer's block. And this is an exercise that I give people when I do my, I've got a, a workshop that I do called Writer's Block is just an urban legend. It's like the boogeyman. If you don't believe in it, it can't hurt you. Writer's Block does not exist. There is no such thing as Writer's Block. Because Writer's Block is not sitting down every time you sit down and writing a Facebook-worthy poem. Writer's Block is the act, or Writer's, writer's Block, there, there's no such thing as Writer's Block because of writing discipline, picking up a pen and writing something on a piece of paper. The act of writing is what keeps writer's block away. You just have to write every day. You have to put pen to paper. And if you do that, you're not going to find yourself in those situations where you feel like you have a brain cramp and nothing to write about. You just have to write. So this is a real easy way that I've come up with and a real fun way to make sure that you you can take 15 syllables time out of your day to jot those down and help feed that creative side of your brain. So every single day, 
write a haiku. All right, that's it. That's it for the workshop portion of the show. If you missed any of that or I got you lost, and I know I got myself lost, so there's a good chance of that, uh, you can go back and listen to the archives once the show is done airing and the podcast will be there. You can go through those and start and stop. And as I said, you can go to any of our episodes, the first 15 minutes, and you will find those in there. All right. The next thing I am going to do is we are going to play a recording, an audio track from one of you guys where you start and end every episode with an audio track. If you're a recording artist and you would like to have one of your tracks played on the air, you can email those to me. The word the is in the email title, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Shoot me over your track. I'll get it uploaded to the show's library, and we will play it for the world. The one I'm going to start the show with this week is by Prince EA, and it's called Man Versus the world. Here we go. Fun fact. Planet Earth is 4.5 billion years old. Mankind, about 140,000 years old. Let me put that in perspective. If you condense the Earth's lifespan into 24 hours, that's one full day, then we have been here on this planet for... Drum roll, please. Three seconds. Three seconds. And look what we've done. We have modestly named ourselves Homo sapiens, meaning wise man. But is man really so wise? Smart, yes, and it's good to be smart, but not too smart for your own good. Yes, we have split the atom. Yes, we build clever machines that navigate the universe in search of new homes. But at the same time, those atoms we split created nuclear warfare. And our quest to explore the galaxy rejects and neglects the home that we have here now, so no. That cannot be wisdom. Wisdom is different. While intelligence speaks, wisdom listens, and we willingly covered our ears to Mother Nature's screams and closed our eyes to all of her help-wanted signs. Wisdom knows that every action has an equal and opposite reaction, so if we were wise, we would not be shocked when we see storms that are stronger than ever before, or more drought, hurricanes, and wildfire than ever before, because there's more pollution than ever before, more carbon, more trees cut down than ever before. At a record pace, we have increased the extinction of animals by 1,000 times the normal rate. What a feat. In the next 10 to 100 years, every beloved animal character in every children's book is predicted to go extinct. Lion gone, rhinos gone, tiger, gorilla, elephant, polar bear gone in three seconds. Species that have been here longer than us will be gone because of us in this three seconds. In an existence shorter than a Vine video, we turn the circle of life into our own personal conveyor belt. Somebody, anybody, help. We were given so much. The only planet in this solar system with life. I mean, we are one in a million. No, actually, scientifically, we are one in a billion, trillion, trillion. That's a one followed by 33 zeros. And I don't want to get too spiritual, but how are we not a miracle? We are perfectly positioned to the sun so we don't burn, but not too distant so we don't turn to ice. 
nice Goldilocks said it best We are just right This paradise Where we are given medicine from trees Not coincidentally But because like the song says We are family Literally Everything Every species Is connected genetically From the sunflower to the sunfish And this is what we must recognize Before it's too late Because the real crisis Is not global warming Environmental destruction Or animal agriculture It is us These problems are symptoms of us Byproducts of us Art in a reflection Loss of connection has created this misdirection We have forgotten that everything contributes to the perfection of mother nature Corporations keep us unaware and disconnected But they have underestimated our strength Contrary to popular belief Millions are waking up out of their sleep Seeing our home being taken right up under our feet We cannot allow our history to be written by the wicked, greedy, and loony. It is our duty to protect Mother Nature from those who refuse to see her beauty. Call me crazy, but I believe we should have the right to eat food that's safe with ingredients we can pronounce. Drink water that is clean, marvel at trees, breathe air free of toxins. These are natural rights, not things that can be bargained for in Congress. See, they want you to feel powerless, but it has been said that something as small as the flutter of a butterfly's wing can cause a typhoon halfway around the world. But when enough people come together, we too will make waves And watch the world into a new era Filled with love and connection Freedom for all without oppression But it is up to you, yes you watching this behind this screen To make the effort, because time is of the essence And only together can we make it to the fourth second That was an incredible piece. Absolutely love that. All right, so if you were on hold, we'll be getting to you momentarily. But first, I want to give out the number again. The number to call in, if you would like to call in, is 7. <laughs> no, no, it's not. I also gave you my home. I must give you my home number. That doesn't sound right. Number to call in, 646-595-3965. 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call and read tonight. If you're on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in, so listen for your uh, telephone area code, and that will let you know that I'm bringing you on. When I do bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's real important that people know who's reading and that your name is attached to your work. You can read two poems right now. And if the lines get too busy and we have to switch that back to one a little bit later, I'll let you know if that happens. Otherwise, you're good going right now with two. When you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. You want to make sure that people know how to come find you, read your work, get to know you better, all that good stuff. And then remember, please, that we do have a mature rating. No adult porn poems. Now, don't push that envelope too far. No bumping body parts. No tab A into slot B. And you're good to go. I'm going to go ahead and give you our first three callers so you know the lineup. But first, before we do, I want to let area codes 848 and 7, excuse me, 848 and 407 know that you are not in the lineup. If you guys want to come on the air live, you can press 1, and that will alert me that it's okay to unmute you. And that is 848 and 407. If you guys are just hanging out and listening to the show, welcome. I'm glad you're here. And if you change your mind at any time, then uh, just press 1 then. Otherwise, glad you're here. Enjoy the show. 
Our first three callers are going to be 734-702 and 731. Those are our first three callers. Let's go ahead and grab 734. 734, you're on the air. Hi, Nella. It's George Wiley. Hey, George. How are you, love? Hey, I'm just fine. Tired. I was working on the garden all day. Dirty, I was dirty. doing that, too. You were. I well, was. I'm, I'm, you can't see how dirty my hands are or my fingernails are anyway, but I guess it doesn't hurt. <laughs> um, it, we don't. It's not like one of these Zoom readings where I have to make sure I, you know, I uh, own my head or something. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, those yeah. ones are done by video, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been in. I'm in a few of those uh, every week. And, see, uh, I don't. I couldn't do them. I'd have, I'd have to. I'd have to put pants on. I'd have to brush yeah, my eyes. No, that's not going to happen. No, you don't have to put pants on because uh, <laughs> I'm you, home. It, I'm not wearing pants. From the <laughs> it's from the chest down, so <laughs> you can you can sit in it or nude, uh, but you got to have some. Well, you don't actually have to have anything on, but I suppose <laughs> I have never. I have actually not been to one where there were nude people, but I'm sure there are nude zooms around. I and, know, uh, right? Isn't that crazy? Going, going to a poetry reading at a nudist colony. That's a poem you've not written yet. No, not read, just written that yet. <laughs> and, uh, it, uh, you know, I have oh, read some stuff. Anyway, yeah, so things are good. Things are good. Um, I, wrote, I got two tonight. One I just wrote yesterday and one is a little bit older. It's a few months older. It's, um, it's actually... You're not, you know, you're supposed to read an acrostic poem about something that the reader, listener can see because, you know, acrostic poetry is about fame or a work of art. But I'm going to read a acrostic poem that about something you can't see, so I'll describe it really quickly. It's an old photograph. It's an old photograph of an old farmhouse sort of boarded up and a couple of rusty chairs in the yard and so forth. Okay, that's enough. And the poem is called, Could He Return to Serenity? The old man stared at the underexposed photo, now browned with age just as he was. It had never been so quiet when he was young, but now the stillness was almost painful. The unsturdy house had been boarded up so it, so it could not look out its own windows at an unsteady world of overgrown vines and rusted lawn chairs in which no one had sat for decades. The birch tree he and his brother had planted so long ago had gone from white to an entangled doughy brown and now leaned as if it had lost its love for the sun. He wondered if he might take a train back to this place Could he get through the door and fight off the cobwebs? Might he find part of his youth in that weary edifice? Could he find those warm paths he had sped through in the woods? Would the place be more vivid and colorful than this whole piece of paper? No. He slid the faded photo back into the trunk and thought about warming some tea and peace. Oh, I love that. So I break the rules. See, I, I read a, a plastic poem about something you didn't see. 
<laughs> but anyway, I like your Breaking first, rules your is first. good. I like it. Pardon? Breaking rules is good. I like it. Okay. <laughs> All right. The other. Hey, I've got a. Other, I've got a. Oh. a I've got a, uh, some homework for you. Okay. Just gonna get my paper back out. All right. I know. I interrupted. I'm horrible. No, no. That's just. That's fine. All right. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. I want you to write a poem called "Breaking Every Poetic Rule." And in the poem, I want you to break rules. Yeah, okay. I will. I, I tend to that. anyway, so I, I tend <laughs> to so anyway, but breaking every poetry rule and then in the poem, ready this time. Breaking them. In it, in it, break the rules. Yeah. Okay, just so I can get this because I'm almost done. <laughs> um I can read my own scribbles, uh, one-handed scribbles. Okay. Um, and speaking of rules and such, I'm not. Um, I don't normally follow poetic forms much and rules much, and even though I'm able to, uh, you know, do things. Um, I mean, you know, I was uh, trained in the usual English course way with good grammar and all that crap. But I um, choose not to a lot, but. This time I actually wrote a villanelle, and um, I um, wrote it last night, and I here it is. Um, just oh, just a just a reminder of the villanelle is really one of the nicer. I chose villanelle because it's nicer. With it's one of the more fun ones, but. Um, it, you have to hear the two lines that are the refrains, and you repeat them in certain ways throughout the poem. Don't ask me why I left you crying. Don't ask me why I left you crying, huddled in an archway in the rain. I walked the blurry path that stepped away. You laughed when I fell and kissed my bruises. You accepted my arms and my kisses. Don't ask me why I left you crying. You made my mornings thrive and kept my nights too short. I walked the blurry path that stepped away. You crawled among my blankets and ate my breakfasts, but some angular or misguided decision loomed. Don't ask me why I left you crying. No fears, no negatives, no reasons. Perhaps I thought I would ruin your perfection. I walked the blurry path that stepped away. So when I decided to leave for some warped reason, why, I must have cried more than you. Don't ask me why I left you crying. I walked the blurry path that stepped away in peace. You know, I've got a villanelle that I wrote too, and I can't tell you how much fun. I, I absolutely agree. That is an amazingly fun yeah, wonder right and and you did it uh, awesome. you know, I, th- I was listening for the for the pattern and it was in, it was amazing yeah well that's something that i you know i've avoided i use sort of a free verse sometimes i write rhyming poetry and you know rhythmic but or you know match up soul ball accounts and all that crap but i'm not uh i once wrote a, a sonnet you know who dennis white is of course 
Um, I, yeah, Dennis, and uh, I wrote a sonnet and read it, and I didn't write it carefully enough. And I guess, <laughs> got started to hammer. <laughs> but, uh, that was a sonnet. <laughs> he said, uh, "Is that a poetry, poetry meeting that you know he he and I are co-leaders of a poetry group and mm-hmm. and to try to and uh, <laughs> anyway, has a little lesson there that if you're going to say it's a sonnet, you better get your butt in order and figure out what a sonnet is. Otherwise, shut up and read freeber." <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I I, I am. Uh, you mentioned it er, a little bit earlier tonight. Um, I'm I th- I am going to try to go back. I've only been writing poetry for a few years, and and I had sort of like taken my own route. And I'm thinking that I revisit some of these. Uh, oh, and I wrote some haiku the other day. I guess yesterday or four of them. And I hadn't written those and any of that in about a year. So that's the stuff I should. You know, the Zen, some Zen and some haiku, and, and of course they they're close together in late relationship. But um, I, I uh, that's fun too, writing some haiku. It's a good way to, it's a darn good way to um, just get a little discipline with your thoughts. You know, line them mm-hmm. up. Exactly. Anyway, I love them. I this. love writing them. Yeah, yeah, I do. I uh, um, you know, sort of like fun. And uh, so, anyway, that's my story, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can find me, should you wish. Uh, I have a book called um, Why Did I Remain in the Garden? It's on Amazon. Uh, I have a, a Facebook poetry page called uh, George Wiley Writes. And I mean, I just got in another new anthology this week, the World Poetry Open Mic uh, 2020 anthology. Yeah, but I'm in several others in Indiana and Michigan. And that's about it. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, great job tonight. I am so glad you were here to start us off, start us off so amazingly. Well, I try. I can't. I can't wait to hear the rest of the people. By the way, uh, Jimmy, Word Machinist, is all excited. Georgie, I love this guy. He says, I love your first poem, George. I, I, I can see it all. Fantastic imagery. Well, I appreciate it very much. I'm just now looking there at the uh, chat room, and I appreciate what he said. <laughs> you have so many fans here, me included. Oh. Thank you, George. Great job tonight, sweetheart. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller. Area code 702. 702, you're on the air. Nyla, what are you doing? You're killing me. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Ray, Jimmy Ray Davis, word machinist at your service. Um, uh, I mean, I almost jumped out of the lineup. How am I going to follow this guy? I mean, George Wiley, come on. <laughs> you, getting, have no, no, you have no I'm, fears <laughs> at all. I mean, I, people say that all the time. It's like, you know, there's only one George. You can you can never be George, you know. But George can never be Jimmy Ray either. You know, we are all so amazing. Well, yeah, but you know, I mean, you're amazing. You know. Yeah, George. Uh, just real quick, I want to say, you know, those pieces that I've been listening, uh, obviously getting familiar with George since my return to uh, Speak Easy here, and um, George has this wonderful plaintive. Uh, 
you know, like a soft-spoken delivery, and that suits the word so well. And there's always, it's always heartfelt. There's always some melancholy, and it's always and, and fantastic imagery, as in the works you read mm-hmm. tonight. And um, uh, just uh, a lot of times touching on things we can all relate to, and uh, it's that's real yeah. special stuff, you know. George, keep doing what you're doing, man, because uh, you got a big fan here, and I know uh, a lot more than just me. Um, but I wanted to give that shout-out to him. Nyla, I brought a couple uh, older poems. I'm not really ready with the new stuff yet. You know me. I'm a perfectionist, and if it doesn't sound right to me, I'm not <laughs> going to give it to you. Uh, so, But what I wanted to do, I hand-selected these. Uh, you have a recording of one of them executed. Uh, and because I think that for me, uh, you know, and I've tried to touch on so many different uh, styles and areas and subject matter, uh, uh, but for me, these two poems contrast each other quite a bit. So they're, they're quite a bit. On one hand, you have Executed, which uh, the title spelled backwards simply because I started out with the line, everything is backwards. Uh, and I just stuck in my head, hey, turn the title backwards. Um, but that poem is... Uh, uh, non-rhyming, uh, some, some light internal rhyming, and uh, but for the most part, non-rhyming, um, serious subject matter, uh, and whereas the second one, Cold Black, Devil Ground, is, uh, that's my folk, folk death ditty, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not no singer, but, you know, sometimes you got to say it the way it's written, and, and that particular poem rhymes, not only rhymes, but it has the same line at the end of each stanza, which normally I stay away from, but in this case, it just worked. So, um, And you remember, Nyla, we used to talk about uh, the challenge, you know, setting challenges for yourself. And mm-hmm. one of my biggest challenges uh, that I used to do all the time is try to create a, a poem or a situation that, uh, from the standpoint of a character in a situation that I could absolutely know nothing about. So we're using imagination. We're using, like you said, all the input that you've gathered over years and, and, and putting it out there and maybe uh, see, see how that's portrayed and see how, see what people think of it. Um, like Iron Horse Angel, if you remember that one, the biker who saves the newborn from the, from the trash dumpster. Things that, that, that how, you know, you can't really, you can imagine, but you can't imagine exactly what's going on with them. So, executed this first piece here as a killer on death row, never once denying what he did uh, and facing his own demise. So this is, uh, this is executed. Let me pull it up here. I just had it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> everything's backwards. I think back to that grim day, the screams and the pleading, but I did not start out this way. Yeah, I was a kid once too. So I'll not use that as an excuse, although I was beaten and burned on a daily basis, hated. And I grew up in the dark. Steel bar chamber gleams, I lower my eyes, feel the hot sting of tears, but no matter what, damn it, and I will not cry. After all, I made this bed, for better or worse, here I must lie, counting the passing footfalls of polished buckled shoes. Mom came by yesterday. She looked so frail and old. I laughed in her face, told her to take a bow, a little pat on the back for her hand, and creating a monster. Thanks, Mom. The spotlights on the tower catch the drift of falling snow. 
and I stumbled like a drifter toward a sheer cliff. End of road. Feel the walls closing in. How long has it been since I've seen a sunset? Closed fist, wall connect, busted knuckles for my trouble. I got to watch a movie today on borrowed time with Lionel Barrymore. Man, I wish I had that apple tree. For I would keep death captive too. Maybe I'd be alive tomorrow. Dead man walking the green mile. Some call it the last dance. Either way, I'm out of chances. Ordered my last meal today. Chateau potatoes, snow peas, and veal. But it really doesn't matter. Father time has given up on me. The hourglass hasn't stopped. It's fucking broken. And I'm really not that hungry. Glass partition barrier in between. Salivating spectator glances at watch. Mom stares in fascination. Victim's mom snarls obscenities. Brother winks and gives me a thumbs up as I'm strapped to that unforgiving chair, all steel and wires and that that helmet. The preacher monotones softly and all of a sudden it is all okay that I deserve to die this way. End poem. That is so absolutely intense. You know, I love the way that, you know, especially when you're talking about the mom in it, you know, and in the end she's behind the glass and she stares in fascination. You know, it's like it almost makes you wonder if there's not something not quite right with the mom. It really makes me feel like she's, you know, whatever's wrong with him didn't fall far from the tree, just the way you portrayed her in this. Um is really kind of eerie, you know, and, uh, you know, wondering at her, I mean, that was just a really unique way of describing, and it's just one of the things that you do throughout this entire piece, but, you know, a really unique way of describing the mother's emotions at that time that makes you go, what, 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 wait, 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 what? <laughs> it was awesome, Jimmy. Well, I, I thank you, Nyla. I, you know what? And and really writing that piece, you know, there was the whole stanza about the mom, and and of course, uh, uh, you know, our main character there is 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 claiming abuse and claiming, you know, and blaming his mom. Now, mm-hmm. you know that we hear that, and there could be he he could have got a little swat, or he could have truly been horrifically abused. And the reason I brought that one single line back at the end, when he's actually getting uh, executed, and there and there and the witnesses are watching, is I, I, I exactly what you said. I just thought that's going to make the reader really think about where she's at and what exactly happened and who she really is, uh, without giving it all away. So I'm glad you you caught that definitely. Well, one of the things, too, you're, you know, you're saying, well, he talks about his mother at the beginning and talks about the abuse. You have that separate, which is really cool, because you have that separate in two different uh, parts of the poem. You know, when you're telling her, you know, take a bow for the monster you created, that's separate than where in the, the section right before that you wrote about, you know, yes, I was a kid once and I was, but you never say in that in that stanza, that it was your mother that abused you. Right. So in the poem, and then you go on to talk about the mom, so you never really know if it was the mom that abused him or not. So just, just I mean, there, there's complexities like that in the way that you write that are just fascinating to me. Well, thank you, Nella. 
you know, I, that's okay. what I'm striving for, absolutely. Uh, so Cold Black Devil Ground, uh, I, I recorded this, but I never released it. And uh, I always wanted to get some musical accompaniment with it because I just imagine it. You know, I've always been fascinated by the old uh, – you know, the old gothic folk songs, the, I mean, the really old-time stuff, you know, Little Matthew Grove and Two Sisters and, and uh, even Dylan's uh, Ballad of Hollis, Hollis Brown, uh, just really dark stuff that was, in most cases, based on, on real things that happened. So this was my stab at it, and I can kind of envision this with, I've always uh, thought about it with, uh, you know, maybe a, a bluesy banjo accompaniment or, a, a, you know, some a fiddle in there or something. But You know Moon could be, don't you, Jimmy? Yeah, yeah. I, I, he actually, uh, I think I have an old, uh, an old comment on it. I was going back to some old posts where he actually wanted to uh, – way back in the day, uh, put some music to it. And, and, you know, like anything else, not not on him or me, just, you know, it didn't happen. But there's no reason why it can't going forward, absolutely. Yeah, with his, with his Cajun, Louisiana background, he would be the perfect person to do this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So I I'll reach out to him so or this. I'll help you reach out to him if you want and see if maybe he wants to work on that with you. Sounds perfect. Absolutely. All right, so let's see what I can do with this. All right, this is Cold Black Devil Ground. Sat on the porch with my hound dog, and my thoughts went around and around about the secret that I buried deep in the cold black devil ground. Me and her got married in June, and the world turned upside down. Couldn't know our love would fail and die in the cold black devil ground. For she promised her heart to me, and the lies went around and around. But she gave all to William Jake in the cold black devil ground. I done heard him rutting in the old woodshed. Was the most horrible sound. So I grabbed an axe that was buried deep in the cold black devil ground. He was grunting as he thrust into her, and my heart began to pound. I swung that blade and went to hell in the cold black devil ground. Couple more chops, maybe two or three, and the blood sprayed all around. He screamed like a bitch that just crawled out of the cold black devil ground. I grabbed her by her golden hair, and she made a strangled sound. Threw her ass in the well where the snakes hide out in the cold black devil ground. I jumped in right after her, and I turned her face around. Cried tears of love and hate and joy in the cold black devil ground. Gouged her eyes, she clawed at mine, and the bubbles went around and around. Fighting tooth and nail at the bottom of a well in the cold black devil ground. I buried them both in my backyard soon as the sun went down. Made friends with the devil in the potter's soil in the cold black devil ground. Ten years have passed since that fateful day, and I've thought a lot about the sins I made that are buried deep in the cold black devil ground. End poem. <laughs> hey, that's a that's a you know you got a you know, speakeasy exclusive here. <laughs> it makes me want to. Learn to play the banjo, so I can I can pick the music to that for you. That was just that was incredible. That was just scary. <laughs> that, that was awesome. 
Oh, thanks, Nyla. Yeah, it's just uh, you know, it's it's telling a story like we talked about before, and and um, and as as story like and outlandish as you as you want to make parts of it, uh, you know, I'm, I always strive for realism. So I I, I kind of like to you know, turn it back around and say, there's nothing in this piece that couldn't have really happened, even though it's not based on something that really did happen. Mm-hmm. I want you to write something to add to this for me. Okay. Okay. I want you to write, you know, the best way I can explain it, the the Michael Jackson song Thriller, you know how Vincent mm-hmm. Price jumps in with his little narrative? Mm-hmm. I want you to write a narrative like a newscaster jumping in and talking about the people that have gone missing, like it's a news article he's reading. So when you record this, you've got your sing-song going in the background, but then it takes a break to News at 11, and you've got a narrator, narr- someone doing the narrative coming in. Maybe if you can change your voice enough, you can do both parts. But have the narrative where it breaks it up, and it's, you know, people are still searching for the couple missing, blah, 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 blah whatever you want to write it. And then finish out the song. I think that... It, if you were to record it that way, I would try to figure out a way to help you make a video to it. I think that that would be epic. Just a suggestion, because it's perfect the way it is, and it'd just be a song. But I'm thinking video. <laughs> you know, you showed me an apple seed, and now I'm seeing an applesauce factory. I'm sorry, that's just the way my brain works. <laughs> <laughs> no, it actually sounds like a really great idea, uh, and I know a perfect candidate for it. Uh, remember the piece you played uh, last week, uh, Wasteland Chronicles. Um, that was uh, uh, Dan Wright, who is a voice actor. He's not a poet. He's a voice actor. And I actually uh, I got to know him. He's uh, She-Hulk, uh, Jane Severn Wright's husband. And um, uh-huh. I got to know him, and, and, and we coll- I, I asked him if he would read the narration part of Wasteland Chronicles, and, and he did. And it was I remember getting his part back, and, and the first time I heard it was the first time I heard somebody else with a really professional-sounding voice reading my words, and it was like, uh, you know, it was, it was surreal. And, Did um, I write that? And was, yeah, yeah, it was really, it, really like that. And um, you know, so that would be. And, it's, and, and you know, there's another piece that I wanted. It's a really long one. When I do that one, I'll have to just do one. But it's, um, it's called Mimic, and it's kind of an, an acronym for a monster in my closet. Um, and that piece is really long, and it's probably the only piece I ever wrote that is like a. It's a huge fragment. It starts out with a dialogue between two uh, brothers, two children. And then it goes into various styles of poetic verses, and then it's interspersed with newspaper articles about what happened. That kind of reminded me, you said about a, a newscaster, that kind of reminded me of that piece as well. Way cool. Yeah, I think we need to do that. All right, well, I want to do the video. For, I want to do the video for it. I'll do the photo shoot and the video to make it the video for it. All right. All right. Cool. All right, baby. Tell everyone I can find you, Jimmy. Uh, right now, just Facebook, Jimmy Ray Davis. Uh, if you want to hear my recordings, uh, all of the recordings that I have out are on ReverbNation.com/slash/WordMachinist. Uh, I am, you know, I had a, a, a plan way back. 14, 15 years ago to get that CD out. It didn't happen because I didn't have a recording studio and I wasn't going to put it out cut rate, so it just didn't happen. Um, we had the website 
but we're looking at some new venues and some new publishing uh, deals and a uh, new home for my poetry. So as soon as we get that situated, I'll let you know. Awesome. That works for me. Jimmy, I'm so glad that you called in tonight. I'm so glad. And you have no idea. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm glad I did too, Nyla. All right. We'll talk to you next week, hopefully, baby. All right. Take care. Love you, Nyla. Love you too, hon. Awesome to have Jimmy on. He's made me the coolest. He's doing this like refacing thing, and it's like he made me Squirrel Girl, and and yeah, it's pretty cool what he's doing. All right, now let's go ahead and grab our next caller. I'm going to go ahead and give the next three, so you have a heads up. Next caller, as I said before, is going to be seven three one. Then we have seven one eight and two one nine. So seven three one, you are on the air. I am 731, and I'm calling from West Tennessee. Michael Todd here. Hey, hey Michael. How are you, sweetheart? Doing great. I'm not used to coming on this far into the show, and that second cup of coffee's kicked in, and this could be dangerous. <laughs> I love it. That works for me. I like dangerous. Last week was two weeks out of three that after participating in the online Speakeasy Cafe radio program, I wrote a poem. So I guess I get inspired, wound up. Last week, I had taken a picture in my yard of my desert roses and uh, walked outside with my granddaughter, and the wind was really cutting up, and this thing was just whipping. It was top-heavy. So I held my phone down and took two shots. I was just aiming for the center one. And I didn't think anything about it till last Thursday night. And I rolled through, and one of those shots was clear as bell. And uh, I had just been reading up on the upcoming, which was last night, uh, the Moon series. Well, it's the, uh, the uh, Blood Moon, the Flower mm-hmm. Moon. The uh, strawberry uh, man. Yep, the, the eclipse, and so I stayed up till like four thirty in the morning, and we had the worst fog I can ever remember in the hills of Tennessee. You just don't have it. But by four thirty, it was so pitch black that I couldn't even see street lights across the way, and it was very creepy. And I probably should have put on pants before going outside because. <laughs> Pants are overrated. Well, not when the cat comes up and bumps the back of your leg and the dew or fog is settled on his nose and it's wet. Cats don't have a wet nose. So I'm thinking, correct, there's a coyote on the porch. And uh, anyway, uh, I gave up. I went inside and said, well, I just missed this. So at least I wrote a little poem about it. My, my roses and the flower moon. I call it the flower moon. Was it supposed to be oversized? Do what, miss? Was it supposed to be a big moon, a large moon? Well, I don't I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I just think it's supposed to just keep changing hazes and hues and and uh then just disappear. And uh, it was uh the the I was I it wasn't yesterday, maybe it was the day before, but the moon when the moon came up when it was full it was like one of the biggest moons I've ever seen in my life. It came up so low on the horizon, which oh, sounds kind of weird, but it was huge. 
Yeah, when you see those low, low ones just barely tipping over the trees, they're giant and they're orange, and they're fascinating. And you want to want to find a way to get a little closer, but when it gets when it gets up in the air, and it gets white, yellow again, mm-hmm. it loses its aura. Anyway, it had to have been. I didn't look it up. It had to have been something special because it was absolutely gigantic. It was like an oh, apple I could have picked. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to read this one here. This is a short poem, and uh, this is called Flower Moon by Michael Tide. The winds were blowing over 20 miles per hour. I tried my hardest to focus on the designated flower. The rose is many things, but rarely is it elusive. But if we factor facing furious gusts combated, even in a full bloom, we all bow to a higher power. This would be ideal if the rose stood at a gate, not the flower's fault the men decided its fate to be denied a pivot, ushered into the very core, as if the others arbitrarily were each an eyesore, ignored as the chosen place game of hurry and wait. Each, fortuitous, pruned, or indiscriminately strewn, cautiously manicured a primitive wilderness hue, We'll stand proud in the crowd, ascending in rank, each brothers and thorns devoted back to flank for what may come resplendent, the flower moon. In poem. That was amazing. I can picture you sitting out there. When You didn't write it while you were sitting out there, did you? No, I wrote it while I was sitting right here in my That's office. Couldn't find anything sitting out there. It's pitch black. Were the uh, fireflies out? Not a one. You couldn't see a firefly. It's a little early for them. A little early. Give them about, oh, about two weeks. Mhm. That's my. That's I one of my dream things to work to look forward to. One of my goals on my bucket list is to come out and hang out on your porch with you and watch fireflies and and pass a notebook back and forth and write a collab together. We can do that. That's one, one on my bucket that. list, on my poetry bucket list in life, is to do that. That's and listen good. to green frogs. Oh, good Lord, you hear a thousand tree frogs out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no bullfrogs. Tree frogs. They're loud. We have all kinds of things. It's just It's loud. So, I've got that to look forward into, to, in, into June. And also looking forward to quit stuttering. I'm telling you, I hit those two cups of coffee way too early. <laughs> Hot coffee cleans up your voice so you can, you know, enunciate. Okay, I'm going to go back 10 years in time for this. 10 years in time. Uh, I have no mentors, okay? That's not part of my repertoire. I do have people, though, that I think a lot of and I look up to and a very handful that, hell, I just idolize, okay? And one of those is a fellow we knew on MySpace. is Seb. Seb was mm. a really big deal on MySpace, bigger than life. And he became a friend and uh, somebody I just think the world of. Just in my eyes, he could do no wrong. And... Um, this is a poem I wrote for him 
it's kind of about him in 2011. It's called Back of the Book for Sale. At the train station, perusing the passenger list, glanced between the covers at the back of the book. Patrons come and go and perceived coerced coexist. Most of it eye contact. He gets an occasional look. He rides these rails from time to time and search the tales from the B&O to the CSX in time to tell. He dwells at night, reflecting alone in his birth, the riddle of the rhythm of the rail he knows well. A measure of progress comes with equal attrition. You take what you need and you leave in its place. Words of wisdom, tempered and tried, the mission statement taken in full context, just in case. Riding the rails is not the thriller concept of old. The musical memories of whistle songs seem as such. It's hard to discern between treasures untold and fool's gold when they are something you can't seem to hold touch. A man's reputation precedes him, but for how long? Not for regifting, it is what it is, as such will stand. Confirm truths integral to remain the self, be strong. Suit and tie or old blue jeans, it's all about the man. To some, the back of the book is closure, those who read. But to the writing man, it is merely a convenient break, providing time to turn this train around and proceed, a revolving door, no exit, on a journey of give and take. End poem. That was incredible. You know, I've got, and and he is amazing, you're absolutely right, I've got a couple pieces of his uploaded to the show, and I think that that in honor of him and in honor of you reading that in honor of him, that we are going to close the show with that track tonight, one, one of his. That would be nice. Wouldn't that be? Yeah, I absolutely, I admire him. And I love that, that. I love that poem. And I love the whole riding the rail thing. That's just the thing with me. I can't see or hear a train without wanting to grab a knapsack and run away. I don't even care where it's going. I'll just sit there and find out. So, touched my heart for sure. You're happy. I'm happy. I am happy. Right. All right, Michael. Tell everyone how to find you, honey. You can come see me at Mike Todd. .blogspot.com I've got almost three dozen poems there. If you stop by and say hello, I'll say hello back. It's kind of what we do over there. We just visit a little. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you next week. Looking forward to it. (laughs) All right, sweetie. You have a good week. You too. Bye-bye. Our next caller comes from area code 718. 718, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. How are you? It's Jim Hart. Hey, Jim. How are you, sweetheart? It's good to hear from you. It's good to be heard from. You sound good. Uh, This week I came out with a new poetry collection called Just Another Friday Night in Brooklyn. So uh, I'm going to read two kind of Brooklyn-esque poems.
poems, Brooklyn poems from that book. The first one is A Natural. The bartender was old. Hell, even by my standards. He was arthritically slow, and his gnarled fingers had formed in the perfect shape of a double shot glass. He had trouble with the mixed, fancy drinks in the big or odd-shaped glasses, but this was a local joint, so there were very few who came for anything but serious drinking. So it came as a complete shock to us regulars when two guys came in, Smith and Wesson revolvers in hands, demanding everything from the register and that secret cigar box under the bar. And Joe, the old barman, came up with a 12-gauge and blew them both into the red leather booth opposite the window. Then, with some small amount of pain showing on his drunk, veined old face, pressed the 911 digits on the old push-button foam, splitting the barrel from the stock and leaving it open on the bar so he'd be clearly empty-handed when the cops arrived, as if it was something he'd done every damn day of his life. End piece. That was absolutely wicked intense. Thank you. That was like a that was like like the pilot to a movie. I don't want it to stop. I want to know what else happened. What's going on? I want answers. I want answers. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> when you're from Brooklyn, you don't give answers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're such a tease. Uh, the second one is called No Wooden Nickels. Jiminy Crickets, he said, I suppose being a Pinocchio devotee in his formative years. And although his nose never grew, it was easy to tell when he was lying. Which, of course, is why it didn't pay for him to borrow money from Baby John the bookie and then fabricate a date on which he'd pay it back. Because truth be known, Baby John, although no genius among men, had a nose for dates and compound rates and took a very strong stance when things like that came and went with apparent lack of interest. End piece. Wow. Fantastic job on both of those, honey. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad when you have time to call in. It's such a treat. Oh, it's a treat. Always speaking to you. (laughs) Makes it much easier being a groupie when you call in. Well, I only call in because I have radio looks, so that's uh... a... <laughs> <laughs> well, I have radio spelling. Everyone says, you know, I've, I've worked in radio since I was 18, and I always said there's a reason. I spell horribly, and so that's that's uh, why I've never worked in newsprint. I've always worked in radio because, you, you know, I can mispronounce things, but you can't misspell them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jim, I absolutely adore you. Thank you. I'm so glad you were here, and thank you. All right, some people can get in touch with me on Facebook, Jim Hart, uh, on jimhartpoet.com. The now five (coughs) books are on uh, amazon.com, including this latest one, and I'll repeat the title again just because why not, Just Another Friday Night in Brooklyn. And I am going to remember to send you my address today. 
Okay. I'm, I'm making a note. Send address. For my autographed copy and how I can send money to you for it. Awesome. All right. Thank you, my dear. We'll okay. talk to you next week. All right. Have a good night. <laughs> Bye-bye, hon. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 219. 219, you're on the air. Brother o. Oh, good evening, Nala. This is Brother on the Line from East Chicago, Indiana. How you doing? I am absolutely wonderful, sweetheart. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. It's amazing to hear from you. What you have for us tonight? Uh, this is one of, one of my, this is one of my, my personal favorites called Brother O, You're My Hero. Uh, go ahead, go ahead and, uh, talk about, uh, about my experience of being called a hero one day by somebody I didn't even know years ago. If you ask me to define the word hero, in general terms, when a dictionary, a hero is a man or woman who possesses supernatural gifts and talents. A man or a woman who possesses superhuman powers and abilities. A man or woman who has overcome numerous, who has overcome numerous personal challenges and obstacles to achieve the impossible and improbable his or her life. Or ordinary man or woman called by God to perform extraordinary deeds for a divine purpose. Now, in the conventional sense, I don't fit the qualifications of a hero. On my past reputation, I, I was a bad, I was a bad man back in the day. I wasn't even worthy to be kicked as a hero. No way in the world. However, God would have it. Five words spoken to me by a complete stranger after one of my performances of my testimonial piece in Ben Arbor, Michigan, 10 years ago, impacted my life not only as a man, but as a poet forever. After I performed and got a standing ovation out of nowhere, brother from the audience came up and approached me with much admiration and respect. This man who I didn't even know spoke these five words to me with such power and conviction, and I'll quote, Brother O, you're my hero. The power of those five words is evident because God's presence was in the building that night. What his brother chosen as one of his real-life heroes was the equivalent of me receiving the Congressional Medal of Honor or the Presidential Medal of Freedom of being enshrined to the Hall of Fame. It was one of my finest moments as a poet because it was a life-changing and a life-changer. And I shall never forget these words for the rest of my natural life. Now, even now and again, I ask myself, why would a complete stranger call me a hero? What characteristics do I have to be, be a hero? What gets and talents do I have to be a hero? Brothers and sisters, to most people, I'm just an average Joe. An average Joe. I'm nobody special. Upon your first encounter and first glance, your first impression and perception of me may be a vague 
Now a man, articulate and intelligent brother who writes and sees poetry. And I may come off as distant and unapproachable, consuming my own little world. You can tell that I was an author, poet, a radio show host, and a multi-award winning spoken word artist just by looking at me. To most people, I'm Clark Kent live in the flesh. But as it says, if you had a general conversation about heroes, you would mention some of the greatest men and women to ever walk on this earth. When your favorite celebrities, professional athletes, entertainers, or any other type of public figure that you admire. When your favorite comic book superheroes or cartoon characters you admire when you were a kid. When your favorite TV or movie characters are one of your personal heroes in real life. Now, brothers and sisters, I'm not the first responding policeman or fireman who puts his life on the line daily. I'm not gifted with superhuman powers and abilities like Superman, the Black Panther, and the Incredible Hulk. I'm not a professional athlete who has, a, who has had a Hall of Fame career. I'm not a great historical figure. I'm not a famous actor who won an Oscar for Best Actor. I'm not a high-profile celebrity star by Papa Rossi and the Huge following social media, nor my entertainers either won a Grammy or Emmy award. Now, brother, why did complete stranger choose you to be his hero? My dear brothers and sisters, I'm a real life living miracle who has overcome numerous challenges since birth to become a two time national sports award winning for overcoming the year. Yeah, I'm that extraordinary brother was getting inspired and encouraged people just by sharing my story. To show them that they they accomplish anything they put their minds to and never to allow people or circumstances to stand in their way. I'm that unsung hero who was having to turn his tragedies into triumphs, who has turned his tests into testimonies, who has turned my ugly scars into shining stars, who has turned all of my faith into success. And turn all of his defeats into victories. Now, let's go back, take another look at my definition of a hero and see if I fit the criteria. A man who's overcome and conquered numerous personal challenges, obstacles to achieve the impossible and the problem in my life. And, order, and just an ordinary man called by God to perform extraordinary tasks for a divine purpose. Now, based upon that evidence presented, I, Brother O, most definitely fit the qualifications to be a real-life example of a hero in poem. You know, all those people, those those Academy Award winners and the whole list you went down, none of them are you either. You know, And I love how at the end of the poem you recognize that. You may not be those things, but those things aren't you. You are you. And in... And, and, you know, that in its own merit, you know, makes you a hero of yourself. Right. You know, you, we have to be our own champions. We have to be our own heroes. You know, we have to look at ourselves with reverence like that and believe, we, you know, that we can be this. You know, we have to be our own heroes. And I really love that that piece says that. Yes, I appreciate that, Nalvin. Fantastic job, my darling. 
But right today, I uh, I met one of my old friends who is uh, now the chief of the fire department in my hometown, East Chicago, in there, and he said, hey, brother, you're my hero. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the only moment whenever a person in authority says you're one of his heroes. That was, that was awesome. Mhm. Uh, that 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 speaks to what I do with, with poetry. What I do it speaks to how I inspire people every single day. And a real hero doesn't wear a mask. Basically. Very true. Except for during the epidemic. Then you can. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. The pandemic. Right. Exactly. All right, sweetheart. Are you going to read a second one tonight? No, I'll just have one. I'll just have one. Thank you. Okay, sweetheart. Do me a favor and tell everyone how they can find you. Uh, to those of you who, was, who enjoyed that enjoyed that poem, you can find me on the Omar Brother gathering on Facebook. And uh, I have a lot of stuff coming up this in the month of June. And just follow me. Just follow me on Facebook. I post original quotes, inspirational messages, and things like that. So just check me out. And thank you for your support every week. Well, we appreciate you very much. All right, sweetheart. And we will talk to you next week. Yes, I'll be back next week. Thank you. <laughs> All right, baby. We'll see you then. See you then. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you are on <laughs> the air. Uh, no, no. You don't sound very blue to me. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not here. <laughs> Who is this masked voice? Uh, uh, oh, hold on just a, a second, Miss Matt. I want to put do something that's going to uh, be easier for me to hear everything. Okay. This is hold music. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Sorry about that, Miss Nyla. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay, I had to get, sweetie. Had to get had to get situated there. How are you doing? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. It's really good to hear yeah, from okay. you. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just got a phone call from my manager, so they're switching my uh, hours again. And oh joy, now my days off are going to change again. But it's not going to. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, the 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 days off that they're giving me isn't going to affect my being able to call in at all because I'm going to be actually off earlier uh, by about two hours than the uh, than the show on Thursday. So that's that's no problem. That's awesome! So, I'm that's so good. happy. You should see my smile right now. Can you see it? <laughs> I'm holding the phone really yeah. close so you can see it. <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you what now. Because uh, 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 I, I, I got to make sure you understand this amendment here. 
uh, uh, there's a, there's a, a prompt earlier that you were giving out, and, and, you, and you know you should have included me in that. And, and I'm pretty sure you know which one it is. Uh, I'm not sure. You better you better help me out here. Well, you, okay, okay. Well, you, you better you better be thinking in terms of translation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> tra- tra- translating for the madman. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. You should you should you should should put some, put put that up there for me. You know, because I'm because I'm coming back. I'm gonna I'm gonna slam that one, girl. <laughs> See, I'm so tickled. I, I, that is not one. Actually, honestly, that is not one I thought you would gravitate towards. But now oh, thinking sure about it, it is. is perfect for you. Of course it is. I can do all kind of stuff with that. <laughs> awesome. And I, I and, can't and, wait. And, I, and, and I'll tell you what. I, I already got the first verse written. So we're not, we're not, we're not even playing with that. <laughs> Well, I'm, but, I'm um, now you got me all excited. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, this this is this one. I did it in a kind of a different scenario, or, or just well, not that scenario. A, a different. Um, I'm just gonna say from a different voice because it's it's not it's not like a lot of them that I do, but I like it. Uh, it's uh, it's called Easy Ortega. Someone thought it might be easy. Killing never is. Someone else drew blood while being like it was first medicine. Someone threw water on fire, breath pairs of heat, steam. Someone else drew the story from the well of mist and myth. Was it easy? Ashes. Iron ashes of water, smoke, spirit heart, and it was another ancient beginning. Seeds, sounds, dull with sleep, it was a night for the medicine of flint and steel. Pale memories, shimmering lights, sidewalks, dirt, broken shadows of a dragonfly, Tsepita Tronga, steam, slick iron, blood rust red, Monsege roots. The stain looks the same on the ground. Dasisi Tronga, heat for cleansing, purifying, Dasuda, how can you cleanse burnt earth? Shave on Wigir, yes, the prayers in the darkness or take. Someone said a killing would be easy. They never are. We shall take the cure of the bleeding cup or the poultice of Yara. Psst, have a care. Flowers shaped like sudden shake of a rattlesnake's tail. With even tide, firelight, boxing, even its fade, it offers what it is to those who sit before its warmth. Oh, are you warm? 
dark star, dark suspended in the stellar brilliance of a contemplative night, stronger archaic oh, profiles of the star people, serious, do we ever truly die? Shadow images waver upon the soft hands that work soft medicine into the knots that serve as our shoulder blades. Soft medicine. Would you know it if you saw it? Can we look upon you in the morning? No, only by the light of the evening star. Watch, amiga. Who are you? Spirit of an owl. Oh, medicine. Stain of death. Nay, it is a dream in retrograde. A backward step of perception. Feathers and reflection, everything in reverse. Ah, the stainless bird. What the kissy thing An eagle, honor, courage. Shiagita, turn, fight back. Death, interment. Wakir. Shall be as the shedding of a skin after fever. Were you dying? Too bad it never ends. On awful. Lemon steam, the sting of a long legged wasp. We all saw what was coming. Spill the bones, they never lie. Liar! Energy travels faster than sight. Not everything you think is everything you see. We have arisen from the cold, pulled the frozen threads, a shroud built it for us, and we shall invoke our sense of journey. A whiff of smoke and we are gone. As we morph, move into the laden atmosphere of the darkness, on shave, on wongiga, peke we will shake ourselves to the sound of the gourd rattle. Distance, time, etonva, where we sit shall be a lonely place. Anything, but is it? So then we need not seek them out. Sunshade follows sunset. Miyukpe, even as blood follows the mouthless river. Iyutse tingiwabi. Datsiga gapsum. Wilted, withered by a pleasing scent, and we have cause to wonder if. We shall rise again, ale, ceaseless, ever on, Ortega. Death becomes no one. Killings can be a slip of the wrist. Mechanical, organic reflex. Oh, pull the trigger. You think that's easy? 
We revel in the deep shaded forest, the darkness so close it might be an abyss. Dark colors, the perfect disguise for the night, we must become light, not the glare of the sun, solar shafts, time to die. Not the wither of day streaming, summer heat, homba, oh, yeah, the abyss can be very deep. Bone shafts, burial grounds, secret maps, secretive wrath, a nurture under roots of an almost dead grass, kaga pigeonhole ironies, rust, cancer, broken word treatments of what became. Spreadsheets, maniacal, indecipherable graphs, numerical, one, two, three. Legendary moments lost in hopeless emotionalism. Do not hope, do not wait to be served, pray, seek, fast, quest for truth. Shed that old skin, feel the new, sour, painful. For God's sakes, ask why? You fix in your word games, shattered forms of living DNA, a world you do not recognize because it's not on a map. A topography you can't recall as it was never one you knew. Dismantleless destiny, that's all you ever had. Nietzsche, genocide, extinction, annihilation, social antics, and lip service. Shadows hide within the shade overhanging your head. Oh, I got kids. They wait for moonlight and they will drop you on you with the foment of retribution. A day of reckoning. Famished wolves seek blood for bone. Oh, yes, the we're old with the new. The greasy slide of death dripping silently down. Blacked out windows. Willful ignorance. Geta, the sky, a shaky filter through the oh, yeah, blue, almost blue. Dutze, driven towards the dawn, dreamscapes fading, waning as the moon. Gigabe, we scoop food from a scalloped bowl as if marrow from a shattered bone. Wahoo, starlight crisping our minds, we follow the eyes of a song to sound more than simple resonation. Last thoughts before the sudden shift of ours we made to savor all that we have been. Kotra, home. Night flies with the blackbird, tired twined to the asphalt, road dipping before us. The only thing left to be seen. An arc of wings, a hue, brushing bright the path we must step to take step by step, sodden weariness. Be damned, we were born for this. Oh, all who wander are not lost. The crossroads, if you must, stand in time for the first notes of creation, if you will. What do you see? The swish cut of diamond dew bleeding on you before the morning star. Watch it, Olga, bleeding, grieving your skin. Kinka. Mon 
Stretch forth your hand, feel life beginning again while being fun pumping. You are never more old than you are young. Sweet shadows can and call. Gedake. Wapombio. Oh, yes, we are called. Therefore, we are going. Mud slung from one too many in the wastelands. Dive, you say. We shall use heat for drying after cleansing lens of prayer to purify dasihite. Death, it shall end there. A dangerous list murderous to be sure. Even as we partake of the medicine, Yaro, Ishanti Dakota, medicine for the wounded, a medicine to be careful of lest it turn and lend you its bite. Oh, yes, use it with care. Shape of a rattlesnake's tail. Though death and dying surround us, let us live. Time brings us light, bagu, and we shall be sure to drink of it in full measure. The crow cries, Gake time to go. We are the ghost born. And we are coming home. Donke Ujonge Ubehi. And peace. And we are coming home. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. You're welcome. That's my offering for this evening. I know it was a little long, so I figured it it could basically count as two pieces. But um, that's that's all right. I I got. It's like the man said, "Eat all you want. I've got more." <laughs> <laughs> so I will be able to do that next week too. Okay, like I said, I was I was thinking about it, and I wasn't really too happy with the my schedule terms. Then so I think, oh wait, I'm gonna be home earlier, so that means I can do it. Cool. <laughs> well, I'm glad. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and I'll be, uh, yeah, we went, it was all, it, you went almost a year not being able to call, and that was really bad. I know. It sucks hard. I'm not even going to talk about all that. That's just, that, like, that, was just, that was just whack, man. I didn't, I didn't have it. Uh, uh, and I'll tell you why. Because with everything else that goes on and in and around everything, I mean, one of the things that I came to in a, a kind of like a crystallization of, if you will, when I first started write, really writing, I'm, I'm going to say, because, I mean, I you know, went through all of my evolutions to get to the point where I'm at right now. But once I really started writing, it was a crystallization of thought in terms of what, the, what my circle of uh, creativity was. And that was, number one, recognizing, knowing that I had a gift. Number two, using the gift. Number three, giving it back. And for me, almost without, without pause, the, the last part of that, giving it back, is, is pretty much, to me, the more important part because it's what I've, it's what I've always said, especially with regard to Native 
stories when I'm telling somebody's story or a particular story of a, of a particular Native nation. Those aren't my stories. I have just been the one that they have chosen to come back through. I'm a hollow, in fact, in that sense, I'm a hollow bone, and they just flow through me. I'm there, but they are not my stories, so therefore they are not mine to keep. I have to give them back. You do that with your writing, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you going to read another one? You can read one more if it's a shorter one. You sure? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, okay. I've got to... Um, all right. Um, let me see if I can find a shorty. That's not always an easy thing for me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's this this will work. This will work. Yeah. This one is uh this one's called breath load and load is spelled L O D E just uh, for clarification there. I am my burnt throat. Koga for medicine, Miju Akak. Even as trode cries for rain, even as spider weaves an even web. Serkove ego. You said, okay, no need me to forget. The wither of said summer crept forth stealthily with emptiness, all with silence. I am the songs unsung of burnt offerings left too long upon the altar until blue ashes were all that could be found, greasy fingertips and crushed bones were here. Coals burning, icy blue, frost spreads across fingertips. Hoarfrost breath gives no entrance, makes no issue of leaving life. Is a water wing without virtue. It simply is. Oh, born of spirit, left bleeding in the grass. I am the need of my own healing. Death wheels of flesh left in sacrifice, the echo sound. Of the black loon Prusis and the darkness shroud we have known from before is this deja vu. The sounding smells like it. Fog, the gauze that wraps sweat of a recent memory, I am my weary eyes. Insta, Live coals that spring to life, bones clipped, blown by the wind. Rhythms pushed by terrestrial form, the shake and dance of the high hills, Pasisit, an echo of death and destruction. The hunting continues for the spores of the civilized beast. Oh, so civilized. The jugular rules have changed with the jaguar unearthed, unattached to the ties of waterways. Wamos and the the seeds of life, I am the bruised lips of my language, ear. The splayed talents that reach for the feast of famine. Blood grips the fire of survival, all oh, ready to starve. Bland rhythms, not much of a vehicle for a long ride. Star-bitten cold beds of constellations soon we will reach the harvest pet. Well, I see those. The lights will reach us soon. Vegas of song can't 
catch, can't catch it, can't catch a breath. On into the blue, almost blue. Through Gothlock, the air so thin it is a shadow of the missus that the crows must bring. With snow, snow melt from the other side, burnt fresh cedar limbs, spirit sage, rough cut and trimmed, tobacco leaves, the sweet smoke of thanksgiving, grown with prayers and patience. Oh, yeah. Half moon scattered clouds, bones, flesh scattered earth, got right there, Docker, the carrion crows will find them soon. Oh, foggy thought you. We are the keepers of the sacred, the hollow bones you spit at upon the cooling breeze, so we send it back to you. We are the ghost road born, and you will show us no disrespect. We gather the people for the road home. We are the footsore dancers you never see. We walk the riverbeds to villages you have never heard of. We collect medicines you have forgotten. We speak as you cannot with the ravens and carrion crows. We protect the undetected. Hawa will sing you a song of rending satisfaction. Shadow wolves lay at our feet along with the old ones. We offer them peace further as you cannot. We are red earth and hollow bones. We are the ghost road born. Absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> I am so tickled Thank that you're you. going to be able to be here more often. <laughs> often. Oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I'm a, I, and, and like I said, like when I get to about five five minutes or so, I'm gonna sit down and uh, finish and flesh out the, that uh, <laughs> that piece there. And I'm gonna slam it down, baby. I'm gonna slam it down, baby girl. That works for hit me. That, hit that hit that metal table like a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Soldier Blue, tell everyone how to find you, honey. Okay. All right, you can find me at Facebook, uh, uh, Rafe Wild, and then in parentheses underneath you'll see Soldier Blue um, at Facebook. And then you can also, if you're uh, interested, and this is something else that I'm doing, and and I am going to be uh, adding some more uh, entries to it, I have a podcast, and basically it's on eight platforms, so you know iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts among them. Uh, so easily found. Uh, the, the name is Red Earth One. Put it all together like one word, capitalizing the R, the E, and the O, and that that'll bring it up. And like I say, with those, with that, uh, those are two things that I'm really uh, taking some time to. to uh, well, uh, I mean, the the podcast in particular. I am really working on that. Just so that you, know, you know, get that. I mean, I'm putting. In, I'm, I'm 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 speaking my you know well, reciting my pieces, but I'm also at that point also able to because of the uh, uh, kind of like being able to relax into it, also giving pieces uh, people uh, information about current events and so forth that's happening with Native people. So. Awesome. All right, sweetheart, you're going to be here next week. Yes, I will. Like so, now that I've figured it out as far as my times and everything, yeah, I, I'm more. I'll be, I'll be here. Perfect. 
Perfect. All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you then, honey. Yes, ma'am. Love you, Nyla. And as always, thank you very much for this platform. And (laughs) I I bought a a book for my birthday, which was This Month Day Gone. And uh, and I turned 61. I didn't make you an oatmeal cake. I'm sorry. No, you didn't even even put a a little slappy happy thing on my wall on Facebook. (laughs) I'm going to slap a slappy birthday or something like that. One of them on your butt. Oh, no. (laughs) Anyway, I just just need one last last little word. I've bought a book, uh, Osage Indians, Bands, and Clans, which uh, Osage are my people. And it's really an interesting book, and it's it's giving me a lot more background into the history of my people. So, you know, I mean, it's in kind of like, I guess you'd say, kind of like. uh, the uh, the descriptors of of how that is affecting me, obviously that will be in turn uh, lending itself in colors to, to what I exactly mm-hmm. lending colors to what I write. So there you have it. That's awesome. I'm excited to hear. I'm excited to see the results of that. Oh yeah, that's gonna be good. <laughs> that's gonna be real good. All right, Soldier Blue. We'll talk to you next weekend. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. All right. Bye-bye. All right, I'm going to grab Mama. Looks like her call dropped, but I have her I right down the lineup, so if your call's ever dropped, you shouldn't lose your place in line. 216, are you with me? Yes, I'm here. Did your call drop? I don't think so. Oh, no, I called in late. That's what happened. Uh, I've got you right after Soldier. Then it looks like we yeah, have it's Gary. Fine. It's fine. I got I, I in a little bit late because I had to go do some stuff because yesterday was almost my last day on earth. And, uh, Don't I'm be just, saying things like that. What happened? Oh, I'm, I, somebody, some of these places that give old people food, they brought a box up here with all kinds of vegetables and fruit in it, and the grapes mm-hmm. were pesticide, laden with pesticide. And so all I did was Rinse the grapes off, and then yesterday I ate like a bunch of grapes, and next thing I know, my head was spinning around, and uh, my eyes were going cuckoo, my blood pressure was up to like uh, 200, and my heart rate was up 102, and I felt like I wasn't going to make it, and then um, I kind of just prayed in beer, you know, as I got the beer with me until I could get my hands on garlic, and then I took an extra uh, high blood pressure pill, and uh, well, I took a half of one. I didn't want to take a, take a chance to take my whole one. I took a dizzy pill, a blood, half a blood pressure pill. I had already taken my medicine, so I couldn't take another whole one. Then, after all of that, uh, I was sweating, after sweating, I was getting chills. Just crazy, and my body just went wacky. So, um, I just don't know. I think... I don't want to name the. Uh, um, I don't want to name the organization that's been over here. But at first, it was bringing it downstairs where you go get it, and all of a sudden, it was bringing it to my door, and knocking on the door, like, "Who's here?" <laughs> like big boxes of all kinds of vegetables and fruit and stuff. And uh, I washed it off, but I didn't have any of that stuff that you squirt get the pesticides off. This was just full of pesticides. It was horrible. It was like trying to kill off a bunch of people, I guess. So I'm just happy to be here. I was a little late getting here. Well, I'm glad you're here, too. 
So when your nose sniffs the truth, it will let you know if it's doable, tolerable, or time to go. Only the nose knows for sure. But yet there is one sense left. And that one sense is touch. And once the nose, I do not know how people make decisions without using all of their senses. Yeah, give me a fresh, clean, smelling man. If not, the touch will be rendered useful. My sensory card will read swipe left. New technology is on the way, so you'll know if he is a Kareem that smells clean, or if Irene and Charlene smell green, Namin, point is, it's not seeing, it's not always believing. Like the farmer said to the potato, I'll plant you now and smell you later. Hopefully you will be no rotten invader, emitting toxins unbearable, If so, I'll quietly disappear. We'll let you know if it's doable or tolerable or if it's time to go back to another sphere. And that's in peace. So how much fun did you have writing that and working the the rhyme, rhyme into that? I just, like, didn't even edit it yet. I had so much fun writing it. I couldn't wait to even edit I could, it. I, had to I could absolutely tell you had fun writing that. Absolutely 100% tell all the way through. <laughs> okay. So that was that. Now, form number two. This one actually is a prop that was given to me by... Duck Curry. And the prompt was um, was the part about uh, about seeing 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 oh, where is that? It's in the form, okay. When I get to it, I'll read it because I can't find it. The form is a little lengthy, but it's not real. So, so let me just do the form, or the prose, rather. It's called Remembering the 60s with Gangster Granny. That's the name of it. Keep on keeping on. After so many years of seeing things, the same old spot, same scenery, years after year, year after, no, hold on. Remembering the 60s with Gangster Granny. Keep on keeping on. After so many years of seeing things in the same old spot, same scenery year after year, if you move something, that's bad. Objects lost in plain sight. Grandma can't remember, so we leave them where they lay or put things back where you found them. Grandma ain't make no new home for she things. So I grew up seeing the same old scene. Bananas go where they go. Sewing box over on the left, atop the chest. She had a clothesline on the enclosed porch 
and the paper boy knew where to put the Sunday paper. The milk crate in the back hall was no longer used for milk. The milk done stopped coming since 1957. So we now drop our muddy shoes in that crate. Once you walk through that rock iron gate past the grapevines, nothing ever changes. The scene at Granny's house can never change. Nothing must be rearranged or Grandma won't remember her life. She reached up for that old mixing bowl, dropped in some old baking grease from that can on the stove. She pinched in some baking powder and took down her cornbread pan. That spatula on the wall will be washed and put back exactly where it was taken from. She may listen to her music while she prepares and cleans her brain. Somebody tampered with her collection, and it seems she was a bit irritated. So whoever put Grandma's record collection out of order was certainly out of order. The next time I see all these people, Marvin, Curtis, and Jimmy, mixed in with my Ray Charles, my Muddy Water, or my Marion Williams, I'm going to raise hell and refuse to cook. So all who want something to eat, best put my records back like they found them. Now, I looked around Granny's house, and I saw them albums laying on the floor near the old record place. I quietly put them back in their jackets and placed them where they belonged. I put on a Curtis Mayfield song, hoping that Grandma would be inspired to keep on keeping on, and we'd all get greens and cornbread for Sunday dinner. And that's that piece. <laughs> You'd tell that you uh, were feeling a little bit sassy when you wrote that one, too. Well... This one, he gave me the prompt that said, um, uh, seeing all the, I'm seeing the people. The next time I see, the next time I see all these people, that's the prompt. The next time I see all these people, Marvin, Curtis, and Jimmy. And that was the prompt right there. So I said, so I made the poem be around that, where Grandma likes those particular people, but the kids and the grandkids come over messing with her records in her uh, albums and she can't remember what stuff is if it's not in the same place. So she's looking for her Ray Charles, her Muddy Waters, and her Marion Williams. So the part right there was the next time I see all these people like mixed in with my you know, with my stuff and I can't find my own records, I'm going to raise hell and refuse to cook. So if y'all want something to eat, y'all better put my records back like you found them. Yeah. I don't know why that I think I don't know why that makes me laugh. <laughs> because you want to eat. You wanna eat? Yeah, you want to eat. You better leave my stuff alone. Cause that's see, they have certain ways they did things, and then when they get a certain age, they can't remember. If you miss put anything out of place and don't put it back, they can't function like that because everything is where they know where it's at by instinct. It's been there for years. Nothing changes. If anything changes, they, they they can't remember their life. So that was how I worked that in with the prompt that he gave me. I like it. Thank you. 
All right, Mama. Do me a favor and tell everyone how they can find you, sweetheart. Okay, I'm here every Thursday, and I'm on a poetry soup. It's a very good um, poetry site that gives you uh, copyrights on all your poems. And um, you can find me on Facebook when I'm not getting in Facebook jail uh, for using a legitimate word, but they wouldn't listen to me. So I got kicked off like twice last week, the week before. They don't know words. They think I'm saying one thing, I'm saying something else. Other than that, I'll be on Facebook and I'll be here with Nyla. You can find me on her page. Yes, she will. All right. All right, Mama, I love you, honey, and I will talk to you this week sometime, okay? Okay. All right, Mama. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 848. 848, you're on the air. Yes, I am. I am? Hey, sweetie, how you doing? I get acknowledged affirmative, technological lock-in affirmative. How are you, Gregory? Rebellion, technological. Oh, thanks for asking. Oh, no. It is the holiday weekend. And last weekend, usually what would be 40 minutes to an hour turned into two hours. Anyhow, enough of that. Okay. Ever turning gear, it's the right time at the right time. The ever turning ramp and never ending cloverleaf, a coincidental circulate where comparisons are timeless. Oh, indigenous passenger. You are on your own, and so do never feel alone. Here's part two or something. Do this is anyhow. Do the right thing for all the right people at the right time, as always, for the right reasons. And we will self-police the utopian nuance. Our community will be self-governing of communitarianism and agricultural aspirations. The prankster premise protocol for this tour will be COVID prevention and common sense, where we will mask the character with blueprint familiar afterlife that will reflect the imperfect foible of the opposite world. We will abandon our privilege in a unified tribe. We will cancel their reckless parade. Part. This is what I wrote this week. I and I housed in clouds, internalized the mandala of protector deities, and I and I at your bedside actualized the servant seraph that guards our heart. And I and I strive to deanimalize dying and perfect the second death. The physical aversion is a temporal obstacle. The condemnation, inhumanation, beginningness we call upon the mercies and we vow to open the eyes. <clears throat> That's this week's nonsense. 
Thank you. <laughs> Stay quiet. <laughs> You're welcome, Gregory. You can you can bring your weekly nonsense here every single day, every single Thursday, and I would be tickled pink. Okay, now the the theater with that is you can't think that because you call in every week or you've been calling in that things are redundant or oh I I kind of did that before because you always rehearse for people who are here you for the first time. We don't have any rules anyhow. And this one went smooth, even though the computer blew up earlier today. I, yeah, whatever. The Internet's a fraud. It's void. It's nonsense. It's nothing. It doesn't work. It's all something else. It regenerates. Anyhow, <laughs> and all the shows are getting canceled because it's going to rain this weekend. And we were kind of... You know, you can humble yourself coming out of a pandemic. You know, like everybody wants to hustle the, they call them Benny, you know, hustle the tourist bucks. But, you know, all good things in all good time, man. If there's like a goddess kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like so they control mm-hmm. the weather and started the pandemic and all that cuckoo conspiracy stuff. Well, you know, maybe you should, shouldn't be so aggressive with your you know, economics. Maybe you should kind of humble yourself since like half a million of your citizens died during a global pandemic. And if you're a freaking culture like some music center and you're not global or international and you're really hustling product, you know, and then you just can't say Duran Duran sucks because you're trying to do the same thing. But we're having too much fun. All the original stuff, <laughs> the original stuff will sprout through. Right now it's all cover. It's not an opposite. This is how you verbalize. So the original is starting to form together and, and figure out where, you know, you can perform freely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do. Right? Yeah, same thing you're doing here. Just, you know, that's what everybody does around here, except this weekend, because even today it was chaotic, but we don't really deal with other people's anger. We just tend to surface these unpredictable interactions with, like, just people. So, you know, it's kind of cosmic, like, you know, opera-type street theater. But anger, you know, anger is not tolerated. Angry, like, you know, you can get goose on pretty hard if you, but that's just whatever. Okay, are you at peace, though? Are you at peace? We are, yes. Life is good. Yeah, yeah, it poured yesterday or the day before. Anyhow, so be it. Thanks for letting me work out the new stuff. I need, I need, uh, need need the rehearsal. Thanks. Well, you are very welcome, Gregory. Tell everyone how they can find you, love. No, no, fuck that <laughs> upward. No, you guys never. can't that find hell you. Book, that freaking pig site. You can't even promote on it. But okay, here's another thing. Like I wouldn't put it down because if you buy a, a sponsored, it it works. So I don't. You know, we kind of goof on it peripherally, but everybody who bought sponsors. On that, on the hell book, it it it's good. So there, it's it's a beyond. 
So where do you want to find me? I don't care. Go on Asbury Park Vibes. Not that it might fit in, but if you're looking for something new, I don't care. Nobody needs to find me. Everybody freaking hates us. You guys can find him here next week. Yeah, I'll be calling in if the timing's right and (laughs) the phone works out, the computer doesn't blow up, and I've been calling in, and every year it's something different, except this time it went pretty smooth. Everybody hates us because we're doing a festival in two years. And everybody's, like, kissing our ass, kissing ass or hating us. But that's all, like, part of the natural kind of comp. I wouldn't even say it's beyond competition. So this independent stuff is more fun because we don't really have to answer to anyone. And you have to always think up, and you always have to think up stuff. Where nobody else thinks up stuff, they're all whatever word. But, you know, it's pretty cool. Some of them are good, but the independent ones, the rebellious ones, tend to keep things unique. That's where all the originality comes from. And the, the one club closed down. And that's a major loss because that was an anything, anything club. But usually it was a little more punky. I'm glad you're doing the festival. And so in two years, we'll see. I might not, you know, so that's, I'm going right. Thanks for the concern. It's important. Nobody gets hurt. Everybody gets looked after or attended, or we just hand out water, you know, and we make sure it's cold first. Nobody (laughs) gets hurt. 10,000 people a day. Nobody gets hurt. That's the best thing. Okay, hey, thanks. You are very welcome, dear. We'll talk to you next week, love. Thanks. Oh, no, I'm not hanging up. I'm going to listen to just more people reading and stuff, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll put you on hold, love. What's that mean? So you can listen. Oh, yeah, let me plug. Yeah, I want to listen on the phone tonight. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, I'll I'll mute your line and then you can just listen. Thanks. All right, our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Hi, Nela. Uma, how are you, my love? <laughs> I'm okay. I'm surviving, Nela, just like everyone else. So how are you all doing? I am doing absolutely wonderful. It's good to hear from you. I was just thinking about you the other day because I was going to pull out some of my paints and, and try working on a painting, and it made me think about you. Oh, I miss your birthday, too. I'm sorry. Uh, happy birthday to you, Naila, even though late. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, thank I've you. been uh, thinking of coming here often, and then right in the nick of the time, something comes up, like a kitten or maybe a rabbit going out in the lawn, or uh, I have to cook <laughs> something or go out to the market to buy a cookie or something, so... Today, I made sure that I finished my dinner also before 7. So I'm here. Aw, that's <laughs> awesome. I'm glad you're here. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I prepared um, idli, uh, which my husband likes. And, uh, well, the guy said I should wa- add water about 800 ml, but I did not read that. Before that, he said add one one liter of water. And then he meant that to be added for boiling. 
then I thought it was going to be added further idli powder and I mixed the flour and there was no way I could make a rice cake out of it because there was 200 ml extra water in it. I waited for some time. I drained like I picked out with a small container and measured that it was about at least 200 ml and still the water was too much I felt and then I added a lot of oatmeal to it let it soak and then put them all for boiling and there you go very cool <laughs> yeah I'm, you were cutting out so I was deciphering there for a moment <laughs> <laughs> So I was kind of excited that, you know, it worked out all well. But, yeah, it was even healthier than what the guy has, um, you know, boxed in the small to-be-made um, ready-to-go powder. So I do have some poetry that I cooked up as I was waiting, and I hope it is making some sense out of it because, there was two kinds of things that were going with me, and if I come here, there's definitely there's something that's eating me, so I have to come here and share, or that I really want to hear everyone sing, read their poems and sing their poems and enjoy the beautiful, you know, energy that flows out of it. So this is my second poem I wrote, which is bigger than the first one. So which you if you permit, I'll read this first, or I'll go with the smaller one, which I wrote the very first one before I wrote this today, as I was waiting. Okay, Naila, I'm choosing the small one first because I didn't hear you say yes or no. Here I go. I, don't, I did not... Uh, can you hear me mm-hmm. now? I can hear you now. I can hear okay. you. Could you okay. hear me? Okay. Um, I I could, but you couldn't hear me. Oh, I could not. Definitely could not. So um, this small poem that I'm reading is uh, the first one that I wrote today. I want to go with that chronologically or, uh, you know, in the order okay. that I wrote. So that way you will understand how my way of thinking has evolved from this to this in the very hour that I was listening to other poems. So we will find out that. Whereas, I like to think from my heart, which is so lost. Oftentimes, I tend to realize they exist, only to find. Long after I'm gone into void, may someone know that love is not to be crazy, but to live. Easy to be gone, being alive takes courage. Play this case. Love is no disease. Show that doing good deeds, uplifting humanity, and poem. Wow. And that was a short one, right? That was the first one that I was writing, and here is the second one. Okay. Um, This is going this way. It's called um, Poem for the Unsung. I did not see you as you fought your best. Somewhat just take. Was it the enemy who took your time away from those who loved? Was it the enemy who lost his war fighting, couldn't win you over? I'm not waiting. I know one day we depart in our ways. Who am I to say that I didn't see you go? Wait for me, though. 
On my way back, I will bring fragrances of our lives, filled with sweet memories we shared. Feeling all the way from earth to gardens of heaven, bringing sunshine. So today I will fill my heart once again, how bold you were, whether fighting with enemy on war front or home front, whether it was a vicious being or a virus who attacked us. Whether you won or lost, in my mind, winner you are. A thousand values in your memory, creating history. So long, my friend. Keep sipping the fresh tea of victory until then. In the garden of Eden, smelling them flowers of victory, smiling as we see. End poem. What an amazing tribute. That was incredible, Uma. That was beautiful. Yeah, except words, I can do nothing more than that. Mm-hmm. Fantastic job on those. I'm so glad you were able to call in. I've been thinking about you a lot lately, too, wondering how you've been doing. So I'm glad, I'm glad you called in and let me know you're doing well. Yes, definitely I'm doing well, and um, things are going on, yeah. Well, you sound good, and that makes me happy. So, um, tell everyone how they can find you, babe. Yep. Uh, they can ask Miss Naila Alicia, where's Uma, they may be able to tell. And other than that, there is one page called the poemhunter.com.uma.pochimpali.gopraju. I may be there. I also may be there on uphaganam.blogspot.com or poetrybyumapochampalli.blogspot.com or sometimes on Facebook or sometimes just look up. I may be there somewhere hanging in the air. Very cool. All right, Uma. And we will talk to you next week. Yes, Naila. Thank you so much. And... I'm glad we were able to talk, and my prayers once again to all. To all. Thank you, Uma. Love you, honey. Thank you, Madeline. Bye. Okay, I'm going to go grab our next caller. We have area code, and this will probably end up closing out the show, I'm pretty sure, unless someone else calls in. We have uh, area code 70, uh, 407, excuse me, 407. 203 and uh, 573 will be our next three callers. All right. 407, you are on the air. Hello, hello, hello. How you doing, Nyla? I'm doing awesome, sweetheart. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Enjoy your show tonight. Very nice. Thank very you. relaxing. Yes, a nice poet on the air tonight. I'm gonna try not to hold you too long, but I'm gonna do one. Piece. Introduce yourself. Make people make sure people know who they're listening to. Well, this is Raymond, Raymond Bentley. I can be reached on Facebook. It's Raymond Bentley. Also, um, for you, some of you that don't know, he is one of our 2021 broadcasting license sponsors. So make sure you say thank you. <laughs> you guys are very welcome. Thank you for having such a uh, relaxing, wonderful show. I've been able to um, um, 
relaxed on the coronavirus, listening to you guys and enjoying the uh, poetry that's been going forward. Oh, I'm so I'm glad. Yes, yes, it's been great. I'm going to do a piece tonight called In the Morning. I wrote this several years ago. Been doing some revising and editing on it, so I'd like to share with you guys. It's called In the Morning. As I seem to complete this circle, I do come along. I watch the wind carry the birds where it may. I read literary essays in my mind all the time with a straight face, or whenever time permits. Yet they made not an end to this trip. That's me, and I'm all in on it. Some things are peculiar here, some eccentric, but temporary treats for a gray man like me. I saw it all very early in the morning. Teacher, where are you? I'll blame it on Paul Dunbar and Langston Hughes and the 21st century blues. Now that you know me to do. Teacher, she'll tell me the truth. It's a muse, a muse of a muse. It's not new. I was there with you and no one knew but me and you in the morning when I was made free, made new. Do you remember, Sarah? Remember me? So what you bring a grand lady like me? And what you do with them blues I showed you in the 60s. Here, this hope is that my bowels burning the core of whom I was made to be. I want to reach it because I want to touch it so I can see if it's a part of me. It's not the hokey pokey I thought it to be. Not exactly. But actually, the old is to you, Miss Pugh. The land is full of giants threatening rulers with mindsets of modern-day idolatry. In the claws of witchcraft and sorcery, it's the selective protection for those who inflict upon a nation. Segregation has a new face, but it's older than heck anyway, just like you say. So we still pray, and even that with a change of face, do we say one we could believe in, when the drones are our friends down here within this hollow, swallow, we rush so fast to become. The thoughts and intents about our forefather hearts are ancient and far from now and beyond of whom we say we are. And this is some of the manifest headed out after the morning I was made free. Yes, I remember Lady Pew at the station for motivation, then levitation were given revelation of fire and water. On purpose, this you see, called to be and never not to be. A new nature's leisure in the charm of natural has arrived to solidify things from the day that already was. For there is nothing new under the same old sun. Two is better than one, and seven is a perfect number in a mathematical, in all mathematical equations. Oh, I'm sorry. In all mathematical equations. And this is some of the manifest headed out in the morning. 
after I was made free. The now dream of things seen in raw reality somehow encouraged me to go in on this race called time, entwine the world's telepathy and sorcery while idolatry changes the mind. While thinking myself to be capable and harmonious pursuit of my destiny, king ruler of what goes on inside this suffering, detecting the proof of the lying. Take my cells and ignite my thrust, that I may be formally removed from this dust that has become us. <clears throat> the haves and the have-nots. For the ends and ofs is for the doves, and I desperately desire to leave this place when the moan of my soul is to be in his abode, when abundant life is to be with him in glory and estate. But still the residue of my sacrifice and circumference of temporary pleasure is getting old to me in great measures. My horns are dry. Miss Pew, my way is blackened on every side. Even my hope is lax. Oh, that I was glorified with thee. I'm in well need of a sweet-smelling savor to wash my certainty. Humbly, I think, to one day see the person I wish to be. Confidence is perseverance, and self-esteem rides in the soles of my feet. This is the core of the reality that for so long has eluded me. All the while, they make themselves be free at the fist of the true person I be. You told me, Miss Pugh, encourage yourself as introvertedly unique, eccentric, or distant, but be free, as free as you wish to be, and never not to be introspective of discontentment or auto-rejection by the codal pilot. That's for the cosmos that speak the swine, a Swahili to me. Woo time, but in the morning. Yesterday fashion doesn't bother me. For renaissance is in my bones and I write some songs. They dictate my state that thrust brings peace to ease on in on my essay. And I, too, am grain duck, grain like a duck in the cold winter's rain. Graceful am I partial when trying to make love out of nothing at all. Independence is the call in what you thought of me, Miss Pugh, and it doesn't take much to touch a bird. You were there when the corner of love was held in concrete and still. Lord, the hope you would give in the morning, even in the middle of the day, I had hope, cookies, milk, faith, phenomenal woman. I had good times. I had space. You introduced me to my faith. For you, Miss Q, the virtuous woman that time once knew. You're the healing this generation and mystery. So I fight to write with the might and with the thrust that the Lord God Almighty gives us. Some don't understand the splendor in his hand. Indeed, he puts the color of a stone silhouette, spectrum's reflection on the molecules of oxygen. Just for the beholding of the blessed eyes in me, the snow in the valley where no man lives, yet it's a cool drink to the beast that he puts there. And picture this. The cattle on a thousand hills is all his. Ooh, the mere abstract of creation is shape and is form 
in respects of the corridors and the spot of other devastation, civilization, civilization clapped on top of the other secrets now seen. This rustic glory of time makes a Native American dance an everlasting dig of a mild jazzmatic gumbo, juiced up and oozing out. Having run a catwalk of life over a roaring sea, so angry the crest of its way, surely grew blood, Miss Fuse. This is where we dance upon the morning and throughout the evening do we resemble the battle we rushed so fast to become. For there's nothing new under the sun. I want to take you on a ride to the skies, knock down the lives where true relations reside. Miracles are for eyes. In at the full splendor of love complete in the morning where time captures me. That's my piece. Sorry so long. That's my piece. <laughs> <laughs> that was intense. That was amazing, Raymond. I'm sorry. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. I re- appreciate all the writers and poets, you know, that I hear on your show. I really enjoy listening to your show. enjoy listening to you, watch you teach, and, 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 and watch us learn and do assignments and whatnot. It's a really relaxing feeling for me, so I want to thank you. And uh, Block Talk uh, Radio for allowing me I an opportunity to uh, share my stuff. Okay? Well, we're blessed that you do, so thank you. Thank you so much. This is Raymond Bentley. You can reach me on Facebook. Right? Good night. Yes, all. you can. Go find him, you guys. All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon, honey. Thank you. All right. Okay, so our next caller comes from area code 203. 203, you are on the air. How you doing? This is Rome. Hey, darling. You've been roaming a lot because you ain't been here. <laughs> indeed, indeed, you know. How's everything? Good? Everything is good. I'm not going to take your time up even though I just wanted, like, I'm so glad you're here, but I want you to read your poem. All right, thank you. Appreciate you. And hats <laughs> off to the last call. It was amazing. Uh, this piece here is called uh, Boomerang Hangups. Boomerang is questions I reflect on during moments when I'm merely expressing. Things I'm stressing goes the question, goes the question. Why ask? Why'd you ask? To turn around always hits different. Especially if there's a difference. Existence always has been an exit to escape the current case of conditions. Ain't no getting used to what you ain't used to. Never found it interesting. Stop here, I'd rather the tougher route without the conditioning. This is strength. I know the strand. I'm holding hands with the only balance. I know my manners can sow the manner. Heart is my home, the standard. Take your shoes off before you take a step. Bare feet before you. Months later, we realize that's how they try to sleep. I comb through the street of trials. Ain't nothing sweet about the death that murder's caught in. Swimming on the treads, it was trending. What was certain ain't nothing counting, but the threads used to close the curtains. Story over, morning tables and mother's porches. We get the picture. Life goes on for the run, minus some. Minus sums for the wellest penny, compared to what flows plenty. 
I say the float, of course, I'm sure more. Such as a saying, ain't nothing to claim about. Let's air it out before it bubbles up. Ain't no sense trying to hold tight to what's not enough. Nothing correlates. Why you ain't letting go? How it ain't not enough? I died once and I was wide awake. I remember the breath. I'm trying to get it back. I'm steady chasing my death. Imagine the stress when I catch up. My breath will be the last thing that I'm after until it's too late. Who waits for the moon to rise? I do. And life's a bitch. This much is true. Opinions is something we come accustomed to. Hang on the word of one, or should we hang on the words of many? Vows only gave the one. Death only. Past or future, we've seen the same as ever's repeat. These errors only lay the proof to product. Present to my knowledge, part of my etiquette, but still I remain. Wasn't this predicted? Predator traits make up my mold normally. I cultivate it beyond the scope. It's out of focus. What can you say? That holds more than clay's going to hold. That ain't going to break the whole scheme. I blow things out of proportion. This ain't the question. Don't get to stepping to the literal sense. To get to tripping, metaphorically, my mind's bugged. And everything's feeling like I got to get this off me before I implode. Consoling souls, I'm done with the game. Eating my whole, consuming. It just seems like treason. Tricking my soul, this ain't the season. Who picked it? Who co-signed the open? Who don't get it? I'm tired of reminding victims. Stop letting them punch your ticket. Sick of the holes I'm digging. I'm all pitched with the songs I'm singing. Ain't no split in this hole, the fork is in it. Therefore, the ending got as many holes as the sides in it. What's the difference? When you get lost in it, thick as a... What they giving back? Back to drive and they dodge the facts. Shouldn't they add it up? They can't no pair amount to the Plymouth Rock where they say they found you at. Solid facts have stories just like the Lost Raiders. Ain't no cracks larger than Las Vegas. No matter. So the reaches fall, but it's close enough. So we know there ain't no chance in this closing up. Why well, push the purpose? It's dry enough. And the burns are hurting. What's worth getting back when you ain't gave no worth? Sorry about the stigmas. The stig matters. I caught a glimpse of this after. Listen to this. Bring it back if you ain't get it. You be hearing that itch backwards. Don't say I ain't said it. Follow every letter. Maybe never. You get the point. You didn't know after every sentence follows, how can one determine the only lesson? If not, don't ever. Morning, you can never say never. When you can't see the ending, ain't nothing left but here. Right back to the same question. That's that. Wow. I have missed you, my darling. You have no idea. Me as well. That was incredible. (laughs) Thank you very much. Much appreciated. Last caller as well. I was captivated. I love you. He's amazing. All right, my sweetheart, do me a favor. Tell everybody how they can come find you. As as finding you you as they can. (laughs) (laughs) Catch me if you can. But definitely check here, tune in here first. I'll be your best bet. That's true. I so much appreciate you. And I, I just, you know, your dedication to the show being a part of our family, coming and sharing. You know, I know you're out there having fun in the world, and, and when you have time, you're here, and I just I just appreciate it. I appreciate you knowing this is home for you. Well, I appreciate you having a family to, for me to come to. So the feeling is <laughs> mutual. All right, sweetie, and we will talk with you soon? Indeed. I'm here and listening until you close it out. Good. 
Perfect. All right, and thank you. Thank you. All right. That was wrong. Absolutely adore that man. He is incredible. Let's go ahead and grab. We've got 12 minutes left. We're going to be doing just one poem for the rest of you guys. Sorry, I just want to make sure I get you all on. We have 573-807 and 419. Let's go ahead and grab 573-573. You're on the air. Senator Spittle, good evening, Lila. Hey, Stan, how are you, love? I'm shitty. Uh, Eve of uh, of heartbreak. Um, So I'm going to give you a choice because I I don't have a long poem. I have two short poems. You can choose between caressing portals of silence or gone missing a king. Um, Let's do the silence. Which one? The, the second one. Yeah. Crossing portals of silence. Yes. Are gone missing the king. The portals uh, of silence. Yeah. Uh, portals of silence. Make up your mind now. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> read one. We'll see silence. how short it is, and I'll read two. All right. Crossing portals of silence. The current of unquenched trembles and downward inertia create the fiercest undertow. Rivals youthful escapes from death's cold caress that rooted an instance of torrid tenacity. How, though, can one not give in to exhaustion's soft, supple breast after such embattled striations? I hear my tragic companion's persistent whispers on the faintest air, crippled and vexed, and the waiting has once passing been a wanton exchange far too long. Yet it remains anticipating and ravenous and deviant tongue dribbling to bring me further, closer to finite ends. Why I find such learning affinity to these brilliant dark hues is gifted. No, learned, perhaps a marriage of two awkward bounties of which I'm gloriously endowed and imposed. I welcome as much as withdraw from your fervor. You break my cerebral wet with dread and longing, O mistress of the eternal cries. I sleepwalk through your rotted gardens, teeming with stone epitaphs and such bleak hours of shadows curtain. Find cool bedding of squirming pasture which feeds the earth what mankind are raped. Under spitting bursts of illuminated tears, the galaxy exhumes. The hours her pettic gallantly slip amongst you, eloquent coos and the raptures of my fractured mind to embrace such intimate solitude as but cliff notes of the serene to befall me in peace. Wow. That was intense. That was absolutely incredible, honey. Thank you. You're welcome. And we do, I'm I'm timing it so I can make sure I get everyone on. Um, We don't have time for the second one, but I hope that you will come back and read the second one next week, please. I miss you when you're not here, by the way, just so you know. All right. Sounds good. Great job, Sin. That was fantastic. Do me a favor, and you guys go over and check him out because his writing is amazing. Tell everyone how they can come find you, hon. It's Sinister Spittles, well, S-P-I-T-A-L, and Google that shit. I'm everywhere and nowhere. <laughs> Especially now. But always in our hearts, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, sweetheart. Absolutely fantastic job, and we will talk to you next week. Call in a little bit earlier because I want you to be able to read both of them, okay? 
perfect, baby. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 807. 807, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. It's Robbie. Hey, Robbie. What's going on, sweetie? Not, not too much. I hope you enjoyed the green man's magic for bringing you bringing you someone you hadn't heard from a, from a long time for a long time to the show last week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. What do you have for us, honey? Uh, I have a poem uh, and called Neptune. Obvious what the title is or what it's about. And I just put a, a link in the chat because the poem for it is is at that link and along with the music that inspired the poem. So here we go with Neptune. Swimming in the vast ocean, the abyss, aquamarine tinge of loneliness, lonely heavenly body orbiting in the starways, its sea-hued colors for none to see, reaching out into that inky void for just one beam, one bit of sunlight's light, sighing with a dying of loneliness. As this lord of all seas cries, oceans of tears, confronting loneliness with fright. This wandering body, this aquamarine jewel of the vastness of space, it knows not its purpose or place, contemplating this the never-vigilant eye, ever roving on this eternal body's face. Know me, O mortal, for I am Neptune, proud but lonely body of the sky you look upon, as you wonder upon the meaning of it all. Looking at the night for that mysterious twinkle, that twinkle that shall grant you a mysterious second sight. I breathe the atmosphere of loneliness as I take, make my way through the abyss, reaching out to find a companion in the vastness of space, but meeting not the darkness, meaning not but darkness, never knowing sunlight's kiss. I hope that one day some immortal eye can find me, some immortal heavenly body of brilliant golden light for I am Neptune all alone at the edge of the night and I really do strongly recommend that people go to that link and, and listen to that music while they read the poem there because it's one of those things that it just perfectly synced up and if you read that poem slowly along with the music it's it really really sets a mood <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. All right. I'm not sweetheart. a multimedia poet for nothing. <laughs> this is true. You like yeah. Renaissance poet. Mm-hmm. All right, baby. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can find you. Yes, I can be found at Robbie's Multimedia Poetry on Facebook, and you'll see me posting my poetry now sometimes on Poetry. Dot com and I'm Robbie's Poetry there. I wanted to put Robbie's Multimedia Poetry, but it was too long of a name for the site. Those buggers. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. All right, sweetie. Appreciate you so much, and I'm really glad you were able to get in tonight. Thanks. I was glad I was able to get in. I, I rushed in from work, literally. <laughs> Perfect. All right. We'll talk to you next week, hon. No, okay. Thank you, Robbie. <laughs> okay. Our next caller, to close out the evening, comes from area code 419. 419, you're on the air. Hi, Nala. Hey, baby. How you doing? Uh, I'm hanging in there. It's good to hear yeah. from you. Everything okay? Uh, well... 
Yeah, everything's okay. I lost uh, uh, actually the poem I'm going to read is a tribute. I lost a first cousin um, uh, about about ten days ago, and I mean we were really close. We were like brothers. He was four months older than me. We grew up together. We did everything together. We went to the prom, prom together. Graduated from high wow. school. Joined the air force. Joined the air force together. Um, his mother, and my mother, were sisters, and we, we were just inseparable growing up, uh, you know. And even as adults, you know, like um, he lived in first he lived in Columbus, then he moved down to Florida to be with his be with his son, and we stayed in touch. And we'd always talk about our kids, and you know, you know, we just I just had so many memories, of, you know, uh, of the things we did and. Uh, you know, growing up, we used to, we had, a, our grandmother lived in Lorraine, Ohio. We used to spend the summer with her together, you know, and just, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I wrote a poem. Uh, his name was Fraser, but I called him G. And so uh, they had their services today, and uh, I wrote this poem. I finished it last night. It's called A Poem for G. Gee, I can't remember when we went together. We gave new meaning to birds of a feather. We were first cousins, just as close as brothers. The sons of two sisters. That was our mothers. We grew up together as family and friends. We had a bond that would never end. We had a bond that was stronger than strong. But our distance infinity, it was longer than long. From earth to heaven, it was that high. Yes. That was the bond between you and I. Now you're up in heaven. God, how I miss you. As I cling to the memories of the times I had with you. Gee, I can't remember when we worked together. We gave new meaning to birds of a feather. And in these moments that we are apart, I find silence in these memories. And this love in my heart. And poem. Wow. That was beautiful. Did you get a chance to uh, take a moment to read that to him? I read it at his, at his, at his services. Good. Good. That was beautiful. I'm really Thank sorry you. for your loss. Thank you. You know, we have we have memories and of, of good times. You know, and that's. We did everything together. We, I mean, we had fun, and that—that's what I cling to. That's what I hold on to. Yep. Well, that was amazing, and I'm glad that you had a chance to read it. And I'm really sorry that you're having you. to go through this right now. But I'm really, really glad that he was in your life. Me too. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. So you want to tell everyone how to come visit you, my love? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Facebook, uh, on All Poetry, and on YouTube under Melvin D. Johnson. Very cool. All right. Appreciate you so much, honey. And we will talk to you Thank next you. week, okay? Yes. Yes. All right. Thanks, baby. Hi. Right. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. All right, you guys, you've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe 
open mic poetry show, The Sound of Ink. We're going to be closing out the show now with a piece by the slam poet called What Guys Look For in Girls. We will see you next week. Good night. When I first learned that no one could ever love me more than me, a world of happiness previously unseen was discovered because somewhere along the line of aging and scrutiny and time, I was taught to despise myself. But I made sure I kept myself beautiful so someone would love me someday, so I could belong to someone someday because that's the most important.